The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here. I'm Pat Gray. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A lot to discuss today. A, a lot going on. I got to tell you about this elementary school banning Redskins jerseys. I mean, it's so offensive. I mean, we all know that's a racial slur, and uh, and certainly this the school knows all about it. Also, the rumor is that Mitt Romney is strongly considering another run for Orrin Hatch's seat. I got to get into a, a few things about that. Um, Bill Nye has once again informed us uh, about the global warming situation because, well, he's not a scientist, but he played one on TV. Uh, so he knows. Uh, and a, an actual scientist, an actual meteorologist has responded to uh, his nonsense. And this is pretty exciting because Hillary Clinton has just released her new book. Now, if I remember correctly, her last book, I believe she was paid a $14 million advance for, and it sold about 18 copies. So somebody took a really massive bloodbath on that particular book. But they've given her another shot, and uh, her big book, What Happened, has been released today, and we're really honored. And uh, I I consider it a privilege to have the former first lady and uh, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in studio with us, and hopefully you're seeing this on TV so that you can actually see Thank you. how lovely Hillary is. Thank you. Hillary, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. What's your name again? Pat. 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 Mm-hmm. Pat. Yeah. Is this your show? Uh, it is. Yes, it is my show. Okay. I noticed um, that uh, you're doing the stories that are important. Uh, mm-hmm. The Redskins, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Indians should not be no, disparaged it's offensive, like that. right, Hillary? And yeah. uh, Bill Nye, personal friend. Is he? Uh, is he? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, sounds like you got a little bit of a cold or something. This I morning. need a lozenge. Uh, yeah, you do. <laughs> oh you no! Definitely need Are you going to get a coughing fit? I could have a fit at any moment. Uh, let me ask you this too: Have you sort of fallen out of have the Mao outfits that you were wearing during the campaign fallen out of favor with you, or because that doesn't seem to be a uh, Mao inspired outfit today? No, just a pe- normal pantsuit. The people at the publishing agency thought I should just be more feminine okay. for the book. Right, well, Is that possible? Looking, you're looking incredibly <laughs> feminine. And if I might say, actually sexy. No, I don't. You uh, cannot no, say. No, I can't say. You cannot No, because that would be offensive, right? Yeah. Uh, nice pearls, by so the way. Bill, I, I suspect, I, I, I would assume they're, they're real. Well, Bill got me these. That's quite a pearl Bill, strand. Bill got me these. Which apology was that? Um, Bill and I. Why do you I'm think sorry. Sore spot. Spot. This I'm, I'm was sore spot. Bill and I were just spending some quality time at okay. Japaqua together. Yeah. All right. Yeah. With the grandchildren. So, so you've decided to come in and promote your book by reading a few excerpts from it. Uh, I noticed that in the book you say that you accept full personal responsibility for the loss, uh, the surprising loss to Donald Trump, yet well, you list a few other things that you uh, believe were the cause of it uh, other than yourself yeah like russian interference through disinformation i think we i think those are facts okay former fbi director james comey's criminal investigation you blame poor voter data at the dnc you blamed uh voter suppression and voter id laws you're you're stating the facts that i quoted you, you blame sexism racism 
Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, and his supporters, Jill Stein, the mainstream media, specifically the New York Times, because they aggressively covered your email scandal. Sure did. Uh, The Electoral College. All there ever was with the New York Times. Bad polling. Uh, People who assumed she would win. Gullible Americans and fake news were just a few. Just a few of the things I named. Other than your personal responsibility that you actually blame for this. Okay. I mean, you just read facts. What... (laughs) Pat, Pat, that's your name? Yes, uh, that is my name. Thank you. Uh, and so uh, share with us uh, some of the highlights from your book, because I'm, I'm fascinated to hear uh, the insights that you're going to share with America. Well, I like to start with just a little, I like to start, as I did with my book, I like to start with just a little sign that hangs in my house. Mm-hmm. Um, it is hard to be a woman. You must think like a man, act like a lady. Mm-hmm. Look like a young girl and work like a horse. Whoa. Wow. I just, I just have that little sign in my house. It's a sign in your house? It's really gets, catchy. Hold on. That's what gets me through my rolls right off, right off my the day. Little sign. That actually reminds me of a Pat Gray bumper sticker I just want to point out. <laughs> that just You know, some people set, have said to me in the past uh, mm-hmm. on the campaign trail, you know, Hilly, you ought to just make that a bumper sticker. But that's just a sign that I like personally in my house. <laughs> so is it like on your fridge? You it's just a, keep it there for inspiration? Well, it's in a hallway. Okay. It's in a hallway right. that I walk down from time to time. Long hallway. All right. So do you have any other uh, pearls well, of wisdom? Well, when you talk about uh, the election and, and taking mm-hmm. uh, taking personal responsibility, yes, um, I'm reminded of what Bill told me. You might lose. <laughs> it, he just said, Hillary, you might lose. You you might lose. And it was, I mean, that's it? <laughs> there was no further... Like suggestion or how you might avoid losing or whether he was happy about that or sad. It's just, Hillary, you might lose. That's what he said. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, this is going to be a great book. Pre- prescient. This is, I can't wait to read the whole darn thing. What else do you have? What, uh, do you have any other highlights? Well, the sad is one that we, uh, that, I, that I mentioned um, when I was recording some excerpts earlier. Uh, this morning here in this building, this wonderful building in Irving, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're Bill and I are going to be back in Irving in December. You can hear us speak together. Oh, how at wonderful! The, at the Where? music factory uh, here in Irving, Texas. So this is uh, I'll be able to spend a little bit more time with you, fine people in Irving, Texas. I'm very excited love, about that. Listen, yeah, if, uh, we love Texas, Bill and I. Uh, you do, and hmm. uh, <laughs> we love Texas. It's very. I mean, if we weren't living in Harlem and Connecticut, right. we'd move right to You'd move right, right to, to Texas. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One and the same, right? It does sort of feel like Texas is your kind of state. Yes. Okay. Uh, for the record, this one this one actually is, I mean, there. I wanted to talk a lot about uh, some of the sad things in my life. Mm-hmm. For the record, it hurts to be torn apart. I mean, it may seem like it doesn't bother me to be called terrible names or have my looks mocked viciously, but... It does. You know, we had a guy here, I have to admit, in, in all candor, Hillary, uh, total disclosure. We had a guy here, his name is Jeffy. He used to mock your cankles all the time. In fact, he called you cankles rather than by your name. And I always found that hurtful. And, and I tried to correct him on it, but he just wouldn't listen to me. Well, um, So I understand what you're saying look, there. That, he's not the first person that's done that. Um, back when I was... Uh, 
Back when I was in junior high, a few unkind schoolmates noticed the lack of ankles on my sturdy legs <laughs> and did their best to embarrass me with it. You had cankles in junior high? No, I had sturdy legs and lack of ankles. <laughs> I did talk to my mom about that one, but she told me to ignore it and rise above it. Okay. And to be better. And, you know, that, that advice prepared me for the well for the barrage of insults later on. That's even, good sound advice. Even before junior high, I mean, they made fun of my glasses, called oh, me no. four eyes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, Kids can be so cruel. Right. And, you know, look, Eleanor Roosevelt said it best when she said women in politics need a skin as thick as rhinoceros hide. <laughs> Plus, I've always had a healthy self-esteem, you know, thanks, thanks to my parents. They mm-hmm. always told me, don't mm-hmm. worry about your cankles or your rhinoceros hide. Or your four eyes. Don't worry about that. Doggone it, Hillary. You're good enough. And I believed him. That's not, that part's not in the book. Okay. That's just a little ad-libbing on your yeah, part. I just wanted to share. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to share. Um, I mean, there's quite a bit. We, I, do you want the whole book? Is this hard for you to open up? I mean, you've, you've really shared. Does this help? Is this like cathartic for you? Is this healing? Is this a healing process? <laughs> oh, is. no. Are you going to have a coughing fit? It is like, it's possible. Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't touch my glass of water. What what is the deal with the with the coughing? By the way, uh, a lot of people think you're it's you're just critically in the throat. just allergies. Yeah, allergies in the throat. Okay. Why? All right. Well, I mean, it's happened a lot of times. A lot of times. What are you allergic to? I, mean, I appreciate you being concerned. You allergic to like uh, grass or uh, common sense. pollen or yeah, certainly common sense, right? Well, common sense isn't a weed. <laughs> How can you be allergic to? Something that's not right. Well, give us one more juicy. I mean, inspire us to want to really want to get out and buy your book today mm-hmm. and, you know, help increase your self-esteem. Because I would imagine I'm just assuming that if you sell a lot of copies, that's going to make you feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, it's a it's a nice little consolation prize. You didn't get the presidency, but you made a lot of money from the book. That would be nice for you. So give us give us one more big highlight from this book called what happened and it would make me feel better okay to sell some books because that would mean more people are sharing my life and know sure know the difficulties that i've had to traverse to get where i am today totally understandable and did i mention that bill and i are speaking in irving texas here in irving you, you in december yes so i was told like, to promote that as well not to each other right no we're gonna be on stage together like Why do you have to look you? at each other I love Bill. He's my husband. I'm so glad sure to hear do. that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a strong marriage. It's obvious. I love Bill. Bill yes, has always said he liked my cankles. <laughs> but he has. I think he might have been lying to you, but all right. Let's hear one more. <laughs> what you got? One more excerpt. Well, you know what I like to talk about? I like to remind people of my, my, own, my own famed tearful moment. It was just before New Hampshire primary in 08. Mm-hmm. I didn't even cry. Not really. I was talking about how tough running for office can be because, I mean, you know it can be very tough. Sure. My eyes glistened for a moment. The, my voice quivered mm-hmm. uh, for about a sentence, and that was it. Yeah, I remember. It became, I mean, it became the biggest news story in America. It'll probably even merit a line in my obituary. Um, the obituary would probably say, her eyes once watered on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly... Interestingly, many would say that my tears turned out to be a good thing for me. 
dozens, if not hundreds of pundits have commented about how that moment humanized me. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe. If so, I'm both fine with that and, you know what, I'm a little beleaguered. Beleaguered? Why? At the reminder that, yet again, I, Uh a human, a human, required humanizing it all. (laughs) It is ironic, isn't it? And sad and pathetic in a lot of ways. Sad she's tearing up right now. No. Mm -hmm. Oh. No, she's just no. moving the hair out of her eyes. Sweating profusely. It's got, uh, it interesting... is a bit warm in here. It, uh-huh. It's incredibly hot uh-huh. in here. Uh-huh. We need to do something about that. It is a bit that. warm in here. Yeah. Well, Hillary, thank you for stopping by. I certainly appreciate it. I'm uh, very, I'm happy to do it anytime. Okay, well. We'll, we'll and I will be back in December. Maybe we can stop by. <laughs> I've heard that uh, somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'll be looking forward to it. All right. Uh, 888-900-3393 is the number to call. Uh, and uh, we will be right back with more of Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Irma is starting to become I, I'm more into focus, I guess. Uh, millions and millions of people in Florida are without power. Areas are flooded. Apparently, in the Florida Keys, 25% of the homes there were destroyed. And 40 to 50 or 60% were damaged. It just that's really... I mean, the human toll on these last two hurricanes is amazing. And of course... Uh, it will be politicized. It's already being politicized because every hurricane that happens, despite the fact we haven't had one in 12 years, certainly not a major one. But now that we've had two, uh, everything is about global warming. Where were they the last 12 years? But anyway, our thoughts and prayers are are with the people in Florida and the Florida Keys and certainly all the islands in the Caribbean that were affected by this. Uh, and and we're still trying to uh, trying to clean up Houston, Texas. That'll be going on for a really long time. A lot of help. They need they need a ton of help because a lot of the homes. In fact, the homes that are still underwater, you can't even start yet. You can, you can't even start the cleanup process. You have to wait till it all drains and dries up, and then you can go in and start the the demolition process. And so there's a lot of people who just I, I don't even know what you do. I, I if you have flood insurance. Hopefully it comes with some temporary shelter while you're waiting for your home to be repaired or rebuilt. If not, uh, I don't know. People's lives are just being turned upside down. And it's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people affected by this. So uh, a a really tough time and our thoughts and prayers are with them. Uh, Movie actor and comedian Jim Carrey just conducted this really bizarre interview where he, he's kind of mocking Hollywood's self-aggrandizement. But, I mean, isn't he part of Hollywood's self-aggrandizement? He was at Fashion Week, and uh, one of the reporters there corralled him. And uh, here's how that went. This is very str- I'm not sure if he's 
kidding, if he's trying to be funny, if he's doing an Andy Kaufman type thing. But uh, listen to this. I'm Carrie. Yes. What? I've covered a lot of fashion weeks. This is the first time I've run in to Jim Carrey. Wait, tell me, is it true you're wandering the streets? You need a date to the party? What's up? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm doing just fine. Uh, I just, uh, you know, there's no meaning to any of this. So I, uh, I wanted to find the most meaningless thing that I could fi- come to and join. And, uh, and, uh, and here I am. They're celebrating- I mean, you've got to admit, it's completely meaningless. Well, they say they're celebrating icons inside. Celebrating Do you icons. In icons. Boy, that is just the absolute lowest aiming, you know, <laughs> possibility that we could come up with is like icons what do you do you believe in icons i don't believe in personalities i don't believe that you exist but there is a a wonderful fragrance in the air you don't believe certain icons have the power to make change to think differently to be bold to inspire others artistry you're one of them on the good foot (laughs) shut it down now yeah, no, I, uh, I I don't believe in icons. Uh, I don't believe in personalities. I believe that peace lies beyond personality, beyond invention and disguise, beyond the red S that you wear on your chest that makes bullets bounce off. I believe that it's deeper than that. I believe we're a field of energy dancing for itself. And uh, <laughs> what? He's just care. he's but just. Jim, you got really dressed up for now. the occasion. You look good. No, I was didn't that an get accident? dressed up. I didn't get dressed Who up. Who did? There, there is no me. There's no you. No. We're not here. This is a dream. There's just things happening. And there are clusters of tetrahedrons moving around together. Okay. Yes. So what's happening in our world right now? Because there is a lot of news that actually is relevant that's not that yeah. Here's uplifting. the thing. It's not our world. None that's of this is key. real? Nope. nope. So you're just passing We don't through. matter. We don't matter. Oh, wow. There's the good news. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh... The reporter had no idea what to do with any of that. And he's just messing with her. I mean, that's pretty clear. I don't think that's part of a nervous breakdown. I think he's just flat out messing with her. But it, because if you believe any of what you just said, what are you doing there? <laughs> why, why are you there? Uh, if you think that's all meaningless and ridiculous and uh, it goes against your values and your principles, then uh, you don't show up, right? And this is kind of on the heels of a really cool event that Jim Carrey attended. And I I think we played this when it happened a a month or two ago. Uh, He went to some event where this organization helps former gang members get out of the gangs and rebuild their lives and get on the straight and narrow. And he went into that and he spoke to the crowd there and it was recorded. You can probably find this online. Uh, we played it on the air and he was really spiritual about it. He, he was talking about God and how it was a healing process and that we're, we can all be saved through Jesus. I mean, it was really interesting and, and really pretty darn good. And then, and then this. So I don't know who, which is the real Jim Carrey. I think he's just probably messing with her. But uh, speaking of Hollywood, the weekend box office uh, was pretty amazing. It by uh, Stephen King came out. And if you remember, I think it was the 80s, maybe it was the 90s, when It, the television movie, came out. 90s, mm-hmm. And and it was, I thought, terrible. I, I, th- I think it was over several nights. It was kind of a miniseries. And, um, and I was just blown away by the fact that, because I'd never read the book. I don't really, I don't really get into Stephen King novels. 
But at the at the very end of it, I, I hate to be a spoiler here, but the thing's been out for about 30 years, so yeah, hopefully I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. The clown is actually a spider, which I, di- I didn't understand. <laughs> Just, it was completely lost <laughs> on me. Wait, this creature that I've been scared by the whole time is not even a clown? It's a spider? Well, what? Anyway, the movie is out now, and the trailer was seen by hundreds of millions of people, and it was highly anticipated, and I think they expected to open with like 50 to 75 million. It opened with a $117 million weekend. $117 million. Which kind of bugs me because I can't stand Stephen King. Uh, Home Again, I don't even know what that is, was number two at the box office with $9 million. So the difference between one and two... Uh, $108 million. The Hitman's Bodyguard at $4.8 million. Then Annabelle Creation, Wind River, Leap, Spider-Man Homecoming still hanging in there. That's actually that's a pretty big hit this summer. $327 million overall. Uh, Dunkirk, which I liked but didn't love, was number eight. Logan Lucky and then the Emoji Movie, which I understand is just a liberal piece of garbage. Uh, and that, that brought in another million over the weekend. That's up to $82 million which is about $82 million more than it deserved to make. Um, so that was the weekend uh, box office. 888 900 uh, for whatever is on your mind today. Um, in a few minutes, we're going to play this new ad that is being uh, pushed out there by uh, the Socialist Party, I guess, of America. It's, it's an advertisement for socialism, and it attacks capitalism and it's promoting all of this ideological nonsense to america's youth so if they can't get them through global warming um they'll 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 get them this way through the inequality and and by the way those those both are interconnected anyway because this green movement is the new red movement they're bringing about socialism and communism through global warming and the kids are just eating it up uh, at the Miss America pageant the other day, it it was all political. The the every virtually every question to these beauty queens was about politics, and one of the questions <clears throat> was actually about global warming. Here's just a taste of two or three of the questions that were asked uh, asked of these beauty contestants. There are multiple investigations into whether Trump's campaign colluded with Russia on the election. Well, did they? You're the jury. Guilty or innocent? And please explain your verdict. Well, did they? I mean, first of all, we don't know. I mean, they're still investigating that. There's no been there's there's been no decision on that. But this beauty pageant queen is supposed to know. Right now, I'd have to say innocent because not enough information has been revealed. Nice. We are cons- We are still investigating this, and I think we should investigate it to its fullest extent. How about that? And if we do find the evidence that they have had collusion with Russia, then uh-huh. they should, uh, the justice system should do their due diligence, and they should be punished accordingly. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Congratulations. Actually, a pretty reasonable answer there. They're, t- they're trying to bait her into bashing Trump, and she doesn't go there. So... That's kind of a surprise right there. And by the way, she was a, a black contestant, which uh, I'm sure everybody was stunned thinking this is going to be a home run for the anti-Trump people. And then she didn't give it to him. But there was more. Now the next question will go to Miss Texas. 
Morgana Wood, come on over. Congratulations, Morgana. Please choose a judge. Your question will come from... Keep in mind, this is Miss Texas. Last month, a demonstration of neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and the KKK in Charlottesville, Virginia, turned violent and a counter-protester was killed. The president said there was shared blame with, quote, very fine people on both sides. Were there? Tell me yes or no and explain. I think that the white supremacist issue, it was very obvious that it was a terrorist attack. And I think that President Donald Trump should have made a statement earlier addressing the fact and making sure all Americans feel safe in this country. That is the number one issue right now. Is it? Thanks, Putin. Now, uh, go put on your bikini real quick and let's see what you look like in that. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. It's a beauty pageant. Thank you very much. Congratulations. (laughs) Hi, Morgana. Just three more questions now. Here's another one. One will go to Buns. Come on over. Here's another one. Congratulations, Carl. We'll find out who's asking you this question. Maria Menounos, your question, please. 195 countries signed the Paris Agreement in which each country sets non-binding goals to reduce man-made climate change. Mm. The U.S. is withdrawing from the agreement, citing negligible environmental effects and negative economic impacts. Exactly. Good decision? Bad decision? Which is it? It's a great decision. I do believe it's a bad decision. Uh, Once we reject that, thank you. (laughs) Once we reject that, we take ourselves out of the negotiation table. And that's something that we really need to keep in mind. Uh, And by the way, I I love the children. And I want to help children uh, to to have world peace and to get over global warming. And and to survive beauty patches like this one, which has become so stupid and banal, I can hardly stand it. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, that US triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. I personally believe talking beauty queen that so U.S. Americans are this. unable to do so because uh, some <laughs> people out there in our nation don't uh, have maps, and right. uh, don't I have believe maps. that our ed- education, like education, such as like South, Africa South Africa and, and the, the Iraq, the everywhere Iraq, like such as everywhere like such as, I believe that they should. That they should uh, our education, our over, education here, over here in the U.S. should the US, help the U.S. Should help the U.S. Or, or should, help or should help South Africa. South Africa and should help and the Iraq and the should, Asian countries. Should help the Iraq. So the, we will be able to build Asian up our future. Now that's that's the kind of answer we want from a beauty queen. That's that's the kind of fun because that happened in 2007. We're still enjoying it 10 years later. That's what we want to hear. That US some US Americans don't have maps. Well, that's true. By uh, the way. And it is true. I'll point that out. That's a fact. I, I'll tell you this. I don't think I own a single map anymore. Now I have a GPS system in my car, on my phone, in my iPad. 
I, I, I think it's almost implanted in my head, but I don't have a map. I don't have a physical map that I, like from Rand McNally, if you remember those from the old days. It's not going to be helpful when the EP, EMP goes off. By no, the it's really not. It's, we're so. going to be screwed about, uh, you know, and I'm, maybe by then getting around will be the least of our worries <laughs> after the EMP. 888 Let's go to Amy in Idaho. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Um, Hey, you know, uh, you were part of that conversation this morning on Glenn's show about the guy who sold the peach juice company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the guy from Nantucket. Right. Right. You know, it brought brought something to my mind. What did he do with all those peach pits? And I was wondering if maybe down the road he's going to pulverize those and make skin cream. Have you heard (laughs) any... Uh, yeah, and he'll be leaving his company to sell facial cream. Yeah, I well, mean, you know, you have the new shows. Great show, you could always advertise on your show. <laughs> Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Amy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I love the facial cream thing because everybody is leaving their high profile job to sell facial cream, and it's it's just it's one of the weirdest phenomenons I think I've ever seen. They just flat out lie. They just make stuff up. Interviews that weren't, uh, that never took place. Uh, people who are not doing what they're saying they're doing. They're, they're actually creating tension between, uh, like, the, the people on a show. Like, for instance, um, what is that called with uh, Chip and Joanne? Fixer Upper. Mm. Like, Fixer Upper and their fans, because they keep saying she's leaving or she left that show to go sell facial cream. Uh, so has Oprah. So has uh, Michael Jordan. So has LeBron James. And they're mad at each other because each of them are selling facial cream. And I guess they're going to compete against each other once they leave the basketball world. I, it, it is the weirdest. I, I don't know why this company, who continues to lie about all of this, I don't know why they're not sued out of existence. I don't know why they haven't been brought up on charges of fraud, false advertising, uh, libel. You would think that in America, you can't just flat out lie and put it up online and broadcast it over radio uh, and get away with it. They They actually advertised on The Blaze for a while. And because I think you go to a vendor and then the vendor goes out and gets the clients, right, on on a lot of websites. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the vendor and said, hey, uh, this is a flat-out lie. Can you change those ads and just sell the facial cream legitimately? No. Well, but it's a lie. Well, do you want the advertising or not? Well, <laughs> not if you're going to keep lying. We don't. Okay, they're going to pull the ads. And that cost us about $2 million, but it was absolutely the right thing to do. I mean, they're spending a fortune on all of these websites all over the internet, and they're just flat out lying about celebrities like Joanna Gaines, uh, who is not leaving Fixer Upper, did not keep it from Chip. It did not create tension in their marriage. She never had a plan to sell facial cream. No. Really stunning. I thought the bigger issue was going to be at what point do we get to market saturation of facial cream? Because there's a lot of people selling it, but you're saying that's not the case. A lot of people selling it. Yeah. Not the case. I I would think at some point it stops becoming lucrative to sell it. Right. Because like 900 million people are selling facial cream. Diminishing return. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's just really a a strange uh, phenomenon. But then again, 
what isn't. <laughs> this certainly is is uh, strange. A Maryland private elementary school has banned its students and staff members from wearing any piece of clothing with the Washington Redskins logo on it. Now, keep in mind, this is in Bethesda, Maryland, which is suburban Washington, D.C., where the Redskins are located. They've got all kinds of fans. But Green Acres School in Bethesda sent a letter home to parents last month explaining that there will be no Redskins apparel allowed on campus because, quote, it could be offensive to others. I I love these preemptive strikes where they just decide for others that they may be offended by something they're not offended by. But we're going we're gonna to end that so there's no chance of it anyway. The term redskin is a l- racial slur. Its use, whether intentional or not, can be deeply insulting and offensive, the letter read to the parents. We certainly don't want to vilify anyone who comes to school in violation of this. Ultimately, most kids won't wear that kind of clothing, clothing because they understand why it is upsetting to some people. <laughs> it's... Survey after survey has found it's not even offensive to Native Americans to the tune of 90% of them say they are not offended by it. Also, on Glenn's show, we've been, we've been through the, the genesis of the name to begin with. It was actually a name given to honor the first coach of the Redskins because he was, that was his heritage. He was Native American. He liked it. And it was to honor him. So they don't even know the history of this. They just assume for others that they know better. We know better than you. You should be offended. So we're going to ban this so that you won't be offended by something you weren't offended by anyway. It's nuts. Brown said a third grade Native American student. Oh, I guess somebody did raise the issue last year when the class was studying the history of Native Americans. He went on to insist that the football team's name is demeaning, uh, contrary to what most Native Americans have said, but it only takes one because the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. Wait, that sounds familiar. Doesn't it? Similarly, the team's logo can also be reasonably viewed as racially demeaning. At best, the image is an ethnic stereotype that promotes cultural misunderstanding. At worst, it is intensely derogatory said the new rule already ties in with uh, current dress code, dress code protocol. The kids are supposed to wear clothing that is respectful and also not in any way offensive. Adding that the school has a, a social responsibility to maintain inclusion and respect of all students. The school has about 250 uh, kids in it. You know what this school's actual responsibility is? Educate my children. The end. It's all I want you to do. I don't want you to do uh, cultural uh, misunderstandings or understandings. I, I don't want you to tell them what is derogatory when it's not. I, I, I want you to stay out of their value system and just teach them how to read and write and, and do math. That's all I want you to do. It's not that difficult, but for some reason, it, it, they just can't do it. It's got to be indoctrination. And this Redskin thing has been going on for so long. It's just amazing that their owner, uh, Dan Snyder, has not caved into this. He's one of the few people on this planet left with some giblets. Yeah, I mean, the guy has stood up to unbelievable pressure from 
uh, the political class, from uh, special interest groups, from the media. I mean, you've got certain people on ESPN who won't even say the Redskins, the Washington Redskins. They won't call them that. Infuriating. They'll, they'll call them the team from Washington. Really? I mean, it's just, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do this? It's not enough that ESPN is is now featuring a female play-by-play person with Rex Ryan on Monday Night Football games. <laughs> but we also have to be so politically correct. And by the way, she's horrible. That Beth, what's her name? I, I don't know what her last name is. But one of the, probably the worst play-by-play announcer I've ever heard in my life. And I don't, I don't know if it's that it's a female and I'm just not used to that. And, you know, maybe there is a cultural bias there, but she is so... It's like listening to fingernails no. run across a blackboard. There is one, but where is she? Because I, I know there's a college football. No, she, she was on She was on the second broadcast. The second, it okay. was a doubleheader um, last yeah, night. Right, I missed the second and one. And she was the play-by-play announcer for the second one. It's like, stop. no, stop it. Stop. Who does she First have of all, she's terrible. Of? I, don't, I don't care if Ugh. she's... Uh, male or female or gender expansive or no, no. gender fluid. Just, no. I, I don't care. She's just bad. Yes. Yes. And I think that's the biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Lori. Uh, Lori in Oregon. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. I'm Hi. up in Seattle, so it's nice to talk to you. And oh, Okay. I- well, that's not in Oregon then, is it? That's, uh, that's no, more like Washington, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah, people, no, some but- people don't have maps, oh. Pat. <laughs> How awesome was the Packers kicking butt over the Seahawks on Sunday? Oh, oh my that god, was very awesome! Nice oh, way to start fantastic. the season. So you live in Seattle, but you're a Packers fan. I well, I'm from Wisconsin, and okay. I used to live in Texas. Keith knows me. I'm Lori D. Jackhole number nine. Uh-huh, cool. So <laughs> Thank he you. He knows exactly who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I'm. I'm wondering, Pat. When are you going to come out with your own brand of face cream? <laughs> we need it. We need a face cream for the play. It's a secret, Lori. Yeah, I I can't say until that interviewer asks me a question that's off the script. Uh, Come on, come on. We need need it. We need need a jackal cream. We need Uh a blaze cream. We need all of that good stuff going on. I agree. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Lori. Jackal cream, oh boy. We could go places with that. All right, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Pat Gray, Unleashed, 888-933-93. It looks like the big rumor in Utah is that Mitt Romney is going to run for Orrin Hatch's seat. Now, they kind of make this out like um, he's going to run regardless of whether Orrin Hatch runs. But that's hard to believe because Orrin Hatch virtually owns the state now. Uh, He owns the political classes there. He threatens anyone who who threatens to run against him from his own party, and he gets him out of races. He did that 
He did that with uh, Chaffetz. Uh, he'll do it again to anybody. The guy's ruthless. Um, but he's, you know, so, so pious and so wonderful and such a good friend to uh, Ted Kennedy when he was alive. Mm. Um, just, it's really a uh, kind of a frustrating situation going on there. So, uh, Mitt Romney, apparently, is, everybody is saying that he is talking like he's going to throw his hat into the ring. According to Utah policy, sources close to Romney have said the former governor uh, is seeking the Senate seat uh, if Hatch decides to retire. Mm. So there is another. Good golly. Uh, Hatch told reporters earlier in the year that Romney said he would not throw his hat into the ring for the seat if he runs. And it's interesting because um, Chris Stewart, a representative from Utah, mm-hmm. also said that he will run for the Senate seat if Orrin Hatch decides not to run. If he chooses not to run, Stewart said, and he's indicated that he probably will, but if he were to change his mind and not run, then I believe that we would. Now, you notice that everybody hedges. Romney, Stewart... Uh, Chaffetz got completely out of the race when everybody wanted him in it. Every this was years ago. This like 2010 or 2012. Something. They had something on him, mm-hmm. and they made sure that he got out of the race. And I, I don't know what it was that they had on Jason Chaffetz, um, but they the the strong back channel rumor is that they had that on him, and they were going to release it if he decided to run, which is why uh, he didn't. In fact, the day before he announced he was not going to run, we were with him somewhere. I, I can't. We were in a hotel, maybe in Washington D.C. Uh, at some event, and uh, I, I saw Chaffetz in the in the in the lobby, and he said, "It's on. I'm, I'm going to announce that I'm going to run." The next day, whoa! The next day, whoa! I like he announced, this. I'm not going to run. I'm out. So something happened there. I mean, some kind of threat uh, was was made to him or I, I you know who knows but he decided not to so anybody anyway everybody hedges uh, they'll, they'll run uh, for this senate seat only if Orrin hatch doesn't run so hatch is bullying all these potential candidates out of running against him and he's he's been a rhino for i don't know how long mm-hmm. 30 years and you know why not just stay there until the end of time Orrin? he's he's only turning 364 next march <laughs> So he's still really a, a, a spring chicken. You know, if you compare him to Methuselah, for instance. And nobody can tell me that Methuselah wouldn't have made a great senator in his mid to late 300s. Yeah. I, I really think he would have. And, and would have been a great uh, Senate pro tempore, whatever that is, <laughs> so the whatever. oldest serving member. So according to Utah policy, they, they released a poll that indicated strong favorability for Romney in a hypothetical matchup versus the Democrat. They won't even, they're so afraid of Orrin Hatch in Utah, they won't even match him against Orrin Hatch in a potential run, in a primary run. It's just, anyway, uh, Romney would win the seat 64 to 26 over the Democrat. And how is it that when you're 80, he's legitimately 83 years old. Senate terms are six years. So the guy is going to be 89 to 90 by the end of his term. Do we really want senators who are 90 years old? We'd all have to admit 
that you're a little past your prime in your late 80s and early 90s, right? I mean, (laughs) that is not exactly the ideal situation to have these guys who could literally die at any moment. I mean, when you're that age, there's a good chance you're not going to make your next birthday. Why put them in office? I strongly now, and I didn't used to be this way, but for probably five to ten years now, I've been a really strong advocate of term limits. We got to get these guys out of office. They've become far too entrenched, far too powerful. Like Orrin Hatch, for instance. He, he, he knows everything about everybody. He's got this network. He's got all these people who are loyal to him now after 40 years in office. Uh, and they become set in their ways. They, they lose their conservatism over the years. You can't tell me that you can be best friends with Ted Kennedy and still be as conservative as you once were and agree with him on as many things as he did and still be as, as conservative as he once was. There's just no way. Yeah, well, it just does, it can't happen. But now Utah has a great opportunity to trade in a very old rhino for a younger model rhino in Mitt Romney. And that's that's the other thing. You know, Romney's not the ideal conservative either. And in a state like Utah, shouldn't we, des- don't they deserve an actual conservative? Mm-hmm. You could certainly elect a real, hardcore, conservative center, senator. Uh, for, and they have. Mm-hmm. Mike Lee. Mike I mean, Lee. look at the other guy. Mike Lee is fantastic. And there are other people who would be great as well. But they're just, they're just scared out of the running. They're bullied out of the running by Orrin Hatch. This is interesting, too. At the end of this article, uh, it says Romney, a Brigham Young graduate and devout Mormon, is frequently referred to as Utah's adopted son. Now, when you're talking about potential candidates for certain offices, when do they ever say (laughs) Bob Jones, a a devout Presbyterian, uh, Steve (laughs) Davis, a devout Catholic, John Smith who is a devout Lutheran. Flaming atheist. Why is that necessary? For some reason, if you're a Mormon, it's got to be mentioned in in these articles. Uh, but uh, they do mention that he served as the CEO of the Salt Lake City Olympic Committee in 2002. People forget what a great job he did there because those Olympics were in disarray completely. They were racked by scandal. People were, uh, you know, the, the Salt Lake Olympic Committee was buying off votes from the IOC. They were giving gifts. They were uh, doing all these things behind uh, closed doors. And it was five months after 9-11, the security concerns. Yeah, prostitutes. I mean, it was a really, I forget all of the things, but it was a mess. And it was wildly over budget. In fact, it was was hemorrhaging money. And then along comes Mitt Romney, and he fixed it. And in fact... He, he did it so well that they actually wound up making a lot of money on, on the Utah Olympic Games. Uh, and, and the fact is, nobody even remembers the scandal much anymore. Um, so I think Mitt Romney would make a great executive. I, I, I thought in 2012, you know, even though he's not the most conservative guy, he probably would have been a pretty strong president. He would have been really good economically. I think he, he would have been good on certain issues. Uh, certainly he's pro-life now. Didn't used to be, but he, he is now. 
Um, and his son Tag said, if he were to run again, I believe he would be much more willing to open up and share who he is. Not by asking others to learn the doctrines of his faith, but by speaking of the values of love and service that has taught him. That's according to him. So, I don't know. Uh, I think Orrin Hatch is too entrenched, and we're never going to get to see anybody else run against him. He's going to be there, you know, in his early hundreds. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'll keep voting for him, too. Because all you have to do is put Orrin Hatch's name down, and it's just automatic. Yeah, okay, Orrin's still there. 100 is the new 90. (laughs) (laughs) Which is saying a lot. I mean, if, if you're only 90, I mean, please, let's elect you to another seven or eight terms. And people, I, I don't know, if people forget that the Senate term is so long, mm-hmm. six years. I mean, the guy is going to be 90. Can we, for the love of heaven, stop? Uh, 888-900-3393. Let's go to Jody in Utah real quick. Uh, hey, Jody, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Um, so KSL TV with Dan Jones did a poll uh, in the last three, maybe four weeks. And 79% of those polls wanted Orrin Hatch to go. And it wow. didn't matter the party affiliation. Really? Even if, yes, so they would vote for a Democrat over Hatch again? Um, I'm not, I'm not completely sure that that would hold up. But yeah, I don't like, think it would. Yeah, but... we're done. We need a different Republican. Oh, and you've needed think... that for a long time, Jody. A long oh, uh, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, uh, I was at a town hall with him, and to make it easy, this is back when, you know, Elena Kagan was being proposed and and Hang on just one second. Him. I want you to be able to finish your story, but we got we got to take the uh, a quick network break. So we'll be right back and, and talk about the 79% want him out. Oh, man. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, it's Pat Gray. Uh, we were talking about Methuselah. I, I, I mean, Orrin Hatch. There. I get those two confused yeah. sometimes. Orrin Hatch and his uh, eternal Senate seat that apparently he has, he has been elected Utah's senator for the eternities. Which is beautiful. It's and so undeserved. I mean, the guy, the guy has been doing uh, really non-conservative things. He's had non-conservative values. Crappy work for thirty or forty years now, and yet they keep putting him there. And he keeps threatening everybody who wants to run against him. So nobody runs against him because they're afraid for their reputations and their families or whatever he's doing. I, I don't know the dirt he has on everybody, but I know he's got it and he uses it. Anyway, Jody called from Utah and she said that, uh, was it KSL? Just did a, uh, they just did a survey that not 79% of people polled in Utah want him out. Yeah. KSL with Dan Jones and Associates, who is a polling group. 
here in Utah, and and from everything I've been able to see of them, and I've lived here now for 14 years, Dan Jones is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so very I, reputable. I'm feeling really good about the, the results of this, which is 79% of the people poll want him out. They're done. And mm. the last time he ran, okay, this will be my last go round and, and squawking about, well, maybe I should see. And no, no, go and stay gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he told uh, Glenn and I sat and had. Breakfast with appreciate the call, thanks, Jody. Uh, we had breakfast with him at some event we were doing that he was there, and and so we sat at the table, and he he proceeded to tell us, and I don't know, this was probably seven years ago ish, and he proceeded to tell us, you know, I'm not married to this, I, I I don't need to do this, I don't like the whole scene, and I don't go to the events, and I I just I believe that I need to be there because I can do this better than anybody and I know the game and all of that stuff. So he just don't even kid yourself. He loves it. He loves the power, <laughs> he loves the prestige, he loves being there, he loves being able to uh uh lord over everybody's lives. It's just it's really a shame that that's that's going on and there's not much you can do about it if nobody will step up and challenge him and say no i don't care what you have or what you think you have in fact i'm going to tell people all the dark spots uh, of my life and then that takes his power away but nobody will do that i mean if they pulled a glenn back and and they talked about what dirtbags they were before then you've already disarmed or Orrin hatch and his threats right but the, nobody's willing to do that apparently uh so it'll be interesting to see because the election is is next year in 2018, he's up for re-election. He's going to be 84 years old. So right, so he'll be he'll be he'd be 90 for sure by the time he was out of office. I I, I don't. How do we get to this place in America, in America where that's okay? I mean, George Washington set the precedent that two terms and that's eight years. I'm done. Two terms is all. That that guy could have been president for life, but. First of all, he, he wanted to get back uh, to his home. He wanted to get back to his farm. He wanted to be with his wife. And the saddest part of that is as soon as he left the presidency, he got sick and died because uh, w- once he got sick, his doctor uh, tried to bleed the infection out of him. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're sick. What I'm going to do is cut you open and just let you bleed out. That'll make you better. At least you won't have pneumonia anymore. <laughs> your lungs won't be filled with anything because they'll be empty and you won't have any breath any longer so in, anyway but. in hindsight though a, a tracheotomy would have saved his life right Ugh. yeah uh but but george washington and he did that on purpose he wanted to set the precedent for other politicians who would follow him and he had that kind of influence uh so for an awfully long time until guess who? Hmm. FDR. Mm-hmm. That protocol was followed. Uh, if you if you were reelected to a second term, you didn't go for a third term. It just stopped there because that's the way George Washington uh, showed them how to operate. But now, I mean, that's that's out the window. And especially with the Senate, they don't they don't care. They just don't care. They'd be there for life. In fact, after they die, I think they'd like you to prop them up in some chair and leave them there. Uh, absentee voting yeah (laughs) 
888-900-3393. Now, yesterday, we brought you the story of the gender-expansive kid. Um, and we promised that there were, we were going to share some other details about uh, this really strange phenomenon. That Until recently, we've never heard of this. I, I've never heard of children changing their gender. I, I've never heard of that. Hmm. At as early as four and five years old, parents are allowing them to start making the transition into something else. So the parents of this um, gender expensive kid who's six years old are suing the D- Department of Education uh, <laughs> at the, you know, where his school was located, claiming their son was subjected to a hostile environment at his school. Now, the hostile environment he was subjected to were the other children. Are you telling me that other kids aren't going to be curious when last year you were a boy and now you're showing up in a dress and you claim to be a girl? A six-year-old's not going to be curious about that or a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old? I'm curious about that. I would think that his or her fellow students would be really baffled by that. You can't understand that. His parents say that he gravitated towards things associated with girls since he was a baby, like the color pink, dolls, and dresses. They don't consider him transgender, however. They describe him as gender expansive. I I don't even know how you come up with these terms. So the kids are supposed to understand, oh, he's gender expansive. So sometimes we call him him, and sometimes we call him her. And I don't know. I guess I have to ask which he is that day, because how am I going to know? Is it just strictly by the dress? Because maybe he's just a boy who feels like wearing a dress. Or maybe he's a girl that feels like wearing pants. I don't know. How am I supposed to know when he's expansive and when he's just who he is? Then, of course, we had the boy who began transgendering himself to be more like a girl when he was 12. And then he changed his mind. He's a woman now. He can. (laughs) That's a good point. That's a good point, Keith. I hadn't looked at it that way, but that's it's very understanding, yeah, huh? very inclusive. Yeah, don't be a prude over there, man. Uh, he says, I felt like I was on the right track to becoming a girl, <clears throat> but earlier this year, being referred to as, quote, one of the girls, unquote, made him realize, ah, I was actually more comfortable in my other body. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Every day I just felt better. So... He was a boy who felt like there was a girl inside of him screaming to get out, so he let her out. And then after he let her out, he said, nah, I'm going to push her back in and be a boy again. Uh, so he says, I was a trans kid. Oh, Walt Heyer. Didn't, did we talk to this guy we did. on radio? We did. Yeah, I thought so. Walt Heyer, who went through this himself, he said, I was a trans kid myself. This story about Patrick is more proof the trans activist doctors <clears throat> have no way to prove who the trans kids are and who they are not. But they have no problem going recklessly forward with treatments. And that's exactly what happened to this kid. Um, so Hire has an organization that helps transgender people who are now confused and want to go back. He helps them make that, make that new change. He said, what we do know is through persistent, frequent affirmation by parents, doctors, and schools. What a concept. Okay? Frequent affirmation by parents, doctors, and schools. We can make kids think they are transgender. When there is overwhelming support of cross-gender identities, any child will eventually develop symptoms 
of what he calls gender dysphoria, which is what it used to be called, and now that's incredibly hateful. And if you say that, it's you're going to be drummed out of existence. But the boy's mother said, I knew his thoughts had caught up with his body. Uh, she brought up transgenderism when with him when he was 12. So it was the mom who said, hey, you know what? There's transgender people. Maybe you're one of them. When he's 12. So the mom really started this process. It's just, I, I mean, this is inconceivable to me. I keep using that word. I do not think it means what I think it means. So she brought it up to him when he was 12. And he responded very positively. And then they went to see a doctor about it. And the doctor said, hey, your boy's got breasts. Well, yeah, because we've been feeding him hormones, uh, estrogen. Just stop. (laughs) Jeez, man. Uh, So he made this transition to female, and now he's back to embracing his biological sex. He wants to be a boy again. So now they've done surgery on his breasts to make them not breasts anymore. Then we had this hideous story uh, about this poor little girl or a boy or gender expansive yeah. person um that uh apparently has an issue with the bathroom at school and so she asked the teacher to go and the teacher said no you're gonna have to hold it i mean have all of us been through that right i, I think so yep but six-year-old emma smith couldn't hold it it was the second time that emma was forced to urinate on herself while attending glenn arden elementary uh <laughs> When the teacher realized what happened, she walked Emma from the cafeteria to her classroom at the opposite end of the school, a trek the length of the school's campus while it, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the liquid trickled down her legs and into her shoes and filled them up. Her. Urine-soaked shoes, mm-hmm. uh, which we vowed not to say on the air ever again. Yeah, you yesterday. did it, man. Don't look at me. Uh, so anyway, she came home that day with a bag of urine-soaked clothes, and her parents were obviously upset. And they said, Emma is a transgender child living in a part of America that's become a battleground for transgender rights because they have House Bill 2, which is now House Bill 142, where they North Carolina said that you go to the bathroom of the sex you actually have. How hateful is that? So, if you have a male unit, that's where you go to the bathroom. If you have a girl's hoo-ha, then you go to the girl's bathroom. (laughs) Of course. I can't keep this straight, man. Of course, it's so hateful. Too easy. Oh, my gosh. So, for Emma and her family, this fight has become tangible and all-consuming. They live in a modest house, small community, Mm. outside of Asheville, North Carolina. Apparently, that's a fairly liberal area. It is. Mm-hmm. And Emma, who was assigned, I love this, I, I, I love the verbiage here. Emma, their youngest child, who was assigned male at birth. Ugh. So you mean the person was a male? You're, you're not just assigned, the, you were a man, you're a boy. Mm. Began gravitating toward toys and clothing traditionally understood for girls. She always had girl tendencies. She's always been petite. She always has been sweet like a like a little girl before we ever realized she was always wanting pink and girls' toys, dolls, everything. We didn't really know what was going on. We just thought pink, blue, whatever. We don't care. So for a few years, they just rolled with it. And then um, I I guess Emma became more insistent. And so they decided to do the change. 
and now she's so upset because I will say this. Apparently, there are the unigender bathrooms and they're locked at the school. Now, that's wrong. Let her go in there. Why, why not? I mean, that if you have the unigender bathroom, mm. like the family bathroom where either sex can go in and just lock the door and you don't have to worry about anybody else coming in, isn't that the ideal thing for a child like this? That, so I don't know why they locked all of, apparently they locked all of the doors on the unigender bathrooms. And I, I guess she was forced to go into the boys' bathroom, so... Yeah, but then you're going to have the transgenders going the other way. They're going to, you know, be upset that they, that they didn't leave the seat up and it's just going to be like conflict at the school mm. that you just don't want to deal with. And all hell has broken loose. Right. So, I, I this is just such a weird problem to have. So and dumb. and I I just don't know. We're spending so much time on it. It is such an all-consuming issue right now because I guess we don't have the gay marriage thing to fight about anymore because it's settled and that was you know, that was turned upside down so quickly that it took our breath away. And now, now we've got to deal with the transgender 0.07% of our, our society. And it's all consuming now. And there's lawsuits. And if you don't know how to deal with it, you're a hateful, really bad, racist, bigoted person. It's just unbelievable. 888-900-3393. 888 uh, with your thoughts. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Let me tell you real quick about CosmoHertzKids.com. This is a this is great. They're on a mission. Cosmo Hertz Kids founder is Miss Victoria Hurst. Victoria's family's company, the Hurst Corporation. Perhaps you've heard of them. Uh, they are the publisher of Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo. Victoria believes, though, that Cosmo contains pornography that's harmful to children. Cosmo Hertz Kids campaign is they're not trying to censor the magazine. They're not trying to put them out of business. All her goal is, is to have states material harmful to minors laws applied to Cosmo like it is to, you know, other magazines that have pornography in them. So it can't be sold to anyone under the age of 18. So if you'd like to learn more about Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign, if you believe strongly like Victoria does in this uh, and like I do in this, please visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Victoria Hurst believes in the first first amendment she believes in free speech she's not trying to censor or put them out of business she believes that we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under 18 so visit cosmohurtskids.com that's cosmohurtskids.com you can also visit me on twitter now this is very exciting right it's at pat unleashed mm-hmm. at pat unleashed pat gray was taken and they've done like two tweets in 18 years or something. It's just, a little inside it's, baseball there, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, at Pat Unleashed. Yeah. And uh, our phone number, by the way, 888-900-3393. 
Uh, t- we've been talking about this uh, transgender problem this hour. I, I, it's so weird that it's just become such a huge issue in the last year or two. Pathetic. I mean, I've never, I don't believe that I've ever met a transgendered person in my life. The only one I was ever aware of while I was growing up was Renee Richards, who played tennis and was a man uh, who couldn't make it on the men's circuit uh, very well. And then transgendered and switched to a woman. And I don't, I don't even know if Renee Richards had the surgery. I, I don't know any of that. But there was a huge controversy because the women, some of them thought it was unfair. Here's a, a person who was born a man and now he's playing against us and it's, it's not fair. So that, that was my only understanding of transgenderism until kind of this barrage. Uh, it's, so the magnitude of it, the intensity of it. And the fact that we're all supposed to know exactly how to behave about it, and we're all supposed to be completely on board with it, and if if you're not, you're just a terrible person. I, I just don't accept that. I'm sorry. Okay? We're human beings, and we have certain things built into us. And, and you know, for instance, I, I don't think God makes mistakes. Now, I don't pretend to understand Wait a minute. How it is that some people feel like there's a different gender inside them trying to get out. I don't I don't know how that happens. I don't pretend to know why. And I, I want to be understanding. I feel really bad. Like, you know, for uh, Bruce Jenner, who became Caitlyn, of course, I, he says that that's been a lifelong struggle and he finally did something about it. Well, I think that's really sad. And And I, you know, your heart aches for him. I don't know why that happened. I don't know how that happened. I don't know if it's environmental. I don't know about the birth thing. It just, I, who knows? That's above my pay grade. But I do know that we shouldn't all just be expected to roll over and play dead for it and just say, okay, anybody can come into any bathroom they want because that day their identity is this and the next day it's something else. That's just wrong. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't pretend that it's okay, and we shouldn't be forced into another decision like that that completely overwrites everything we've ever felt as a civilization. And just because we felt it for a long time doesn't make it wrong. In fact, in many or most cases, it's right. Well, is slavery or is No, I'm not. I mean, people with common sense understand that. Let's go to Jeff in Missouri. Jeff... Hi, you're on the blaze. Yes, sir. Well, um, like I was saying before, um, to everybody in America, um, for the most part, I think whatever you want to be, you can be. You know, why stand up and 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 call attention and demand um, extraordinary actions being be taken for your decisions or your person? And citizens are citizens. We all have, have the same inalienable rights and constitutional rights. Um, why not just be? I, what? I wish why, you could. Is it, why is it our <laughs> yeah. um, responsibility obligation to pander? Yes, but it is, right? It, it certainly feels like it is. And it feels like if you don't immediately give them everything they want, uh, you're just going to be ostracized by society. Appreciate the call, Jeff. Uh, thanks a lot. Let's go to Thomas in New Mexico. You're on with Pat Gray. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. So I was just wondering, I was listening to your uh, 
comments here about the transgender issue, and I was wondering what my grandparents would have said to their parents on this. <laughs> That's an interesting question. What do you? I mean, do you have thoughts on that? What do you think they would have said? I don't think it would have been allowed per se. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just yeah, it's it's, and I hate. I mean, maybe I'm just a hateful person, you know. But this is absolute ridiculousness, right? It is. Yes, and we do appreciate the call. Thanks, Thomas. We do know what your grandparents would say. We do know what your parents would say, really, because up until about a year ago or two years ago, it was clinically diagnosed as a mental illness. Well, there's people who say it still is. Did that change or did just political correctness seep in? Uh, Let's go to Tanya in Iowa. Tanya, hi, you're on The Blaze. Hi, Pat. The problem I see with the whole transgender issue is that, you know, people expect me to see them as something that they want me to see them as. It's it just blows my mind that you can force me to see you as a male when mm-hmm. it is objectively a, a reality that you are, you know, born a female. You're not going to tell me to see you as a man because that is not a, a subjective uh, issue. It is objective and just biology mm-hmm. what sex you are born. And so... Yeah, it, that's that's the problem I have. And with the, the children, with the parents feeding into this, I mean, it, it's large-scale child abuse. I mean, it really is. It's it's child abuse in my point of view. And I'm in nursing. I've been in psychiatric nursing. And it's it's really disheartening to see these kids struggle. And the parents just, just I, cave it, into it's, that. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. I appreciate the call. Exactly right, Tanya. Uh, I just... It's... Uh... <laughs> It's a little, you know, I'm reminded of the movie Arsenic and Old Lace. Isn't that the one where there's a crazy uncle in the house and he believes he's Teddy Roosevelt? Or is that a, is that a different, is that a different uh, movie in play? There's, there's some old Cary Grant movie where his, uh, his uncle thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt and he charges up San Juan Hill every day. The, the stairs are San Juan Hill. And I don't know. He plays a trumpet and then does the charge we up the stairs. We Jeffy because he's seen <laughs> everything ever gone to print. So it's interesting. Uh, and I'm looking at Jeffy through the glass there and he doesn't seem to know what I'm mm. talking about. So maybe this is one he just kind of slipped past him. Mm. Um, you, you have to remember when Arsenic and Old Lace came out in the 50s, uh, Jeffy was already... Uh, or in Hatch's age? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he may not have uh, been watching movies at that particular time. But so, sh- so should we have believed he's Teddy Roosevelt because he thought he was? I, I, so. I don't know. Is that the same thing? I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I don't know. And I shouldn't be expected to know. And I shouldn't be expected just to roll over and play dead. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, Lewis in North Dakota. we got about a minute. Go ahead. You're on the blaze. Hi. Simple solution to the bathrooms. Take off the male and female and put a sign, stand or sit. Whichever you have to do to, to go to the bathroom. You got standing <laughs> equipment, you go in the stand. Okay. Mm. Huh. That's a practical solution mm-hmm. that just might work. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Lewis. At least then you've just taken gender completely out of the equation. Uh And then maybe if you think you stand, but you don't, it could be a 
a really nasty bathroom in the end. Uh, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for that. Blaze Radio and TV Network, 888-900-3393. I'm Pat Gray. We've been talking about the transgender thing because, wow, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stories about problems that, you know, schools being sued, states being sued, states trying to figure out how to deal with this. And we're just all supposed to get it from, from the get-go. And... I'm sorry, we're human beings. We already have established perspectives on things. Like, I believe that if you have a man unit, you're a man. And if you have a girl hoo-ha, you're a girl or a woman. Okay, so there's the innie is the girl, the outie is the boy. Now, I'm not talking about belly buttons. And I'm... If that makes me a hater, so be it. But you, you, it is the left who are denying science. And they continually throw that at us on this global warming thing, which is far from fact and far from being proven and far from consensus. But I will give you this. If you have an innie, you're a girl. And if you have an outie, you're a boy. And that is fact. There is consensus on that. And they're denying that. They're denying it. <laughs> and again, we're just supposed to you know, overturn 7,000 years of human history in six months. Eh, sorry. That's oh, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, we still have common sense. Some of us. Less and less every day, but some of us. Uh, Julie in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Yeah. Hey, Pat. It's great to talk to you. You too. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, locally, there's a transgender man, well, as a, well, claims to be a woman, but, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I had, uh, out of curiosity, friended this person so I could probably, I guess, just troll and uh, on Facebook, and I saw more than I needed to, but uh, uh. I never commented on any of the stuff that was going on and the surgeries and everything until he posted a universal income uh he was an advocate for universal income the other day. <laughs> and so then I, I stepped up to the plate and I, I posted why it would be a bad idea. And, you know, use the examples of Venezuela. And, you know, it was not a hostile response. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I got uh, goodbye. Have a nice life. Not only defriended, but blocked. Wow. A, yeah. These people are hyped up on... Artificial estrogen, mm. the angriest people, road raging, 
all over this person's Facebook all the time. Mm. And I, I am now blocked officially, which I'm kind of relieved. But <laughs> it just goes to show latent use of estrogen is not good for anyone. <laughs> That's for sure. And, you know, not only does it show all that, it, it shows how diverse they really are, doesn't it? It shows how inclusive they really are. Any little hint of something they disagree with and you're blocked immediately and you're hateful and we we can't stand you and we hope you die. I mean, it's sometimes even that vitriolic. It's, it's amazing to see. Uh, appreciate the call, Julie. Garth in uh, Louisiana or Los Angeles? Louisiana. Louisiana. All right. Hi. Hey, good afternoon, Pat. Uh, hey, just something you said reminded me a few minutes ago. You're talking about any and Audi. Didn't Bill Cosby talk about a way? You know, you could take a you you could take a any and make it an Audi real quick. <laughs> yeah, I think put so. Your, yeah. Put your put your put your, put your hands over the nostrils and blow in the mouth and oh, right. I can turn the turn the any. But hey, no, my first thing. Uh, congratulations on getting Hillary on your show. I'm looking forward uh, to the you. next time she's on there. Yeah, uh-huh. that'll yeah, be great. Yeah. Uh, and and speaking of. Uh, 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 ugly men in dresses. <laughs> I keep going back to Mash. Remember the early days yes. of Mash? Yes. The purple Clinger would wear the dress, try to get a Section Eight. So Section wow. Eight, yeah, it used to be a real thing. You get kicked out of the army for that. But now, you know, they'll pay for the surgery. I, I guess until what Donald Trump proposed recently. You know, or you know, maybe they could they could use the Clinger as a poster board. See, see, even back then, you could dress up in the army like a a, a woman, and and that's okay. Because maybe you should shave your legs and arms, because that was pretty ugly. <laughs> it was. That's, I mean, MASH is a great example, Garth, uh, of how this used to be treated. The reason he dressed up as a woman was because he wanted to be uh, released from his commitment to the Army and, you know, get a, a Section 8, I think it was, and you're you're considered insane. So dressing up as a woman when you were a man was considered insane on MASH, which was produced by Hollywood, which is full of liberals who are inclusive and diverse. Uh, it's amazing. And that, that was in the 70s and early 80s. And look how far and how fast things have changed. And you, I mean, you can't even pretend like there's anything wrong with it now. And if you call it a mental disorder, uh, again, yeah, you're the worst person who's ever lived. So it, it's, it's appreciate the call earth uh it's it's pretty amazing how times have changed and we saw this happen with same-sex marriage i mean the change in that happened like overnight uh and we should learn something from these particular uh movements because why aren't we doing the same thing with things like abortion we should we should be uh we we need to to win some of these arguments and you know, get back some of our culture. Um, but we've got this huge... I mean, this is how prevalent this is. Um, we have this massive story I'm holding in my hands. In fact, there's several of them. But the headline is Nine Inspirational Stories of Transgender Kids and Their Supportive Parents. Oh, this will be good. How wonderful. And it says the tide is turning. Slowly... And with so much effort, but it is turning. Slowly? You call this slowly? <laughs> this is almost overnight. Nah, it's Mach 2. It should be Mach 3. Wow. Whereas, even a few years ago, too many of the stories surrounding LGBT people were about, at best, tolerance and, at worst, rejection. 
We're now much more. Your stories of families embracing the gays and lesbian and trans people in their life. These are just a handful of those stories. Because thankfully, there are more out there of gender, transgender kids who come out and their parents who, despite prejudice and worry and their own confusion... Are they allowed to have confusion? No. Are they allowed to worry? No. Wow. They accept their kid and better still embrace them and love them all the same. Well, who wouldn't? Come on now. you you got to be pr- a pretty bad person to see your child going through something like this and, and not embrace them and say, hey, you know, I want to help you. I don't really know how. Let's figure that out. But I mean, you, you don't just say, get the hell out of my house. You're, n- you're, you're not a part of my family anymore. It's just ridiculous. Um, so here's here's one of the stories. Mm-hmm. In 2007, Hillary and Jeff found out they were having a baby girl mm-hmm. and decided on the name Ryland. Mm-hmm. Around Ryland's first birthday, they found out that their child was deaf, though Ryland soon learned to speak and hear with a cochlear impa- implant. Wow, that's great. And when Ryland could talk, he would scream, I am a boy. But um, he was actually a, a girl at the time, which is hateful to say. Jeff says Ryland started to feel shame and would say things like, when the family dies, I will cut my hair so I can be a boy. When they did, and the research saw how high the suicide rate is for trans kids who aren't accepted by their family, they decided not to take any chances. Guess what? The suicide rate is high among the trans community, whether or not their parents accept their choices. And it's incredibly high uh, even if they have the surgery. It's something like 46% without the surgery and 45% with. Mm. The suicide rate among transgender is incredibly high. Relative to the horrific things that people have to endure with their children all over the world, this is nothing, they say. We signed up as parents with no strings attached. This is our family. This is our amazing son. He's still healthy, handsome, and extremely happy. Ryland confirmed this at the Harvey Milk diversity break. Oh, man. When he said, my name is Ryland Michael Whittington. I'm a transgender kid. I'm six. I'm a cool kid. I'm the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. Six. Wow. I, it really? Is that, is that something mm-hmm. to be celebrated? Is that really what you want to do before they've even gotten to puberty? I can't imagine it. At least let them get to 18. And see if they are they still feeling the same? Is it is this something that's going to pass? Is it something environmental? Did have we made a mistake? I, I I don't know. Wow, that's that's amazing. Then there's Jacob and his parents, Mimi and Joe Lemay. When Joe and Mimi's child, then named Mia, was two years old, he started telling them, "I'm a boy." They hoped it was just a tomboy phase, but Mimi recalls. I found him poking at himself angrily, saying things like, why did God make me this way? Why did God make me wrong? Yeah, he didn't. A child shouldn't have to live like that. After they were involved in a near car accident, Mimi and Joe realized they needed to let Jacob live his life as he wanted. So they helped him transition and brought him to a new school where he would represent himself as a boy from day one. Now five years old. Five. Jacob is happier than ever, his mom says. So we went from Mia to Jacob. I want him to know how proud I am of him, how brave I believe he is, and how no matter what, I'm in his corner and I love him and always will because he's my son. 
Hmm. Wow. But he's still in a car seat, right? <laughs> At five? Yeah, so you have no choice. I don't know. Whether or not you can be in a car seat, but we're going to let him choose yeah. what sex he wants to be. Okay, just checking. Mm-hmm. Kai and his mother, Yolanda Bogert, and father... Kai knew he was trans when he was 10 years old, but wanted to find the right moment to tell the rest of his family. But when he told his mom, Yolanda, the reaction was, well, underwhelming in the most wonderful way. Kai recalled to Australia's Today that it was extremely boring and dull. She just went, oh, you're trans? Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure that would be my reaction, too. (laughs) Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's just let's go get some surgery. Yeah. Let's get this done. We're we're on our way to Denmark or wherever. You, I guess you probably do that anywhere in the United States now too. But it used to be, mm-hmm. and that's old and hateful news to yeah. say. It was Six Denmark. months ago, Pat Coy and her parents, Catherine and Jeremy Mathis. When Coy was four years old, she tearfully asked her mom, Catherine, "When are we going to the doctor to have me fixed to get uh. my girl parts?" Oh boy. Catherine and Jeremy, a former Marine, took Koi to a psychologist who agreed she was trans. And once Koi started living as a girl, her parents say she had less anxiety, was happier, and felt more accepted. Even at school, she was referred to by staff and students using female pronouns and given the freedom to dress as she chose. Then in first grade, the school revoked her bathroom privileges unless she agreed to use the boys' bathroom. Is that because she had boy parts? Huh. How hateful. This automatically singles her out and stigmatizes her. It sets her up for future harassing and bullying. School has a wonderful opportunity to teach students that differences are okay and we should embrace their differences and we should accept yeah, and we should accept anything anybody tells us about any kind of situation in their life that we don't understand. Just accept it and embrace it and promote it. Cuz that's where we are now. And this I mean this goes on and on and on and on, page after page after page. Like little profiles and courage. Jeez, wow. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Just accept it. Just accept it. Two and two equals five. And if you don't accept that, I'm going to put a cage over your head and throw a rat in there. How would you like that? How would you like that? No. You wouldn't, Mm -hmm. Mr. 1984. You wouldn't. Uh, It's pretty weird that we just, I mean, if you don't go the politically correct way, uh, pretty soon they will put a cage over your head and drop a rat in there and then close up the door. Good luck with that. <laughs> As for me, I'm I'm not just going to roll over and play dead. I'm really I'm really tired of that. I'm going to say, look, I don't have to accept that. I don't have to call a girl a boy when she's actually a girl. Hmm. When a boy is actually a boy and wants to be a girl but isn't, I don't have to say that. I don't have to. <laughs> I don't. I, 
And if I don't like a female play-by-play announcer like they had last night on ESPN, I'm going to say so. Yeah. And it's not sexist. I just don't... I mean, she's terrible. 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 I, I am stunned. I, I fell asleep. I didn't get to see the second game. I am stunned to hear that she's graduated from basically Division Two football all the way to Monday Night Football. Is yeah, it they the had same her like, person? They had her like, okay, it's the Coppin State versus uh, Jacksonville University game. That's the one she It's a few years do. ago. She's really worked yeah. her way up. And now she's doing NFL Monday Night no, Football. She's got And Polaroids. they paired her with, with Rex Ryan, who's terrible. Oh. Really bad broadcast. Uh, 888-933-93. Linda in Georgia. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Hi, Pat. How are you? Doing good. I just want to mention something Okay. quick because I love listening to you. Thank you. Uh, um, as a mom, okay, originally from Minnesota, I can just hear my mother, and I did the same thing. I'm the same way, okay? The common sense level is way up there and yeah. my mouth i would have a couple cages over me definitely <laughs> but the thing is you know maybe some moms can you know look at their kids and say look down on your pants and you'll know what you are <laughs> just pull it, up, pull it open look down and forget about it now yeah. let's go clean your room and do something normal <laughs> and that's the, i mean enough of this stuff I even can't. So you know what? I I don't care. I I don't think the cages will stay on me because I'm kind of wild like Glenn. Yeah. And I'll just tell you whatever. But I think some of these moms just need to start being like, you know, I don't know. Well, I I look down. Um, yeah. You're done. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Linda, for that common sense. Um, I I I think that a lot of these parents are doing an incredible. It's just my opinion, and it's still America. I hope. Uh, it doesn't seem to be anyway uh, anymore, actually. But I think they're doing an incredible disservice when you're allowing a child at four or five years old. I mean, you don't know what that is. You just don't know what that is. And now you're making them transition or you're, you're pushing them into a transition to a different sex. I, wow. Really dangerous and irresponsible as far as i'm concerned and, and a lot of psychologists are saying that as well and of course they're being shouted down and this guy that we talked to on the air a few weeks ago who went through this transgen- transgenderism himself he actually had the surgery he went from a man to a woman and lived as a woman for eight years eight years and then it, uh, around i don't know the halfway mark of his womanhood he decided wait a minute i I think I'm not a woman, but a man. And so he went back the other way. And I I, I don't know how surgically that works, but apparently it did. And he's really happy now as a man. And I think he's about 70, 72 years old now. Uh, And he certainly calls it a mental disorder. And he's got a lot of experience with this stuff. Uh, Beth in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Well, hello, Pat. How are you today? Doing good. Thank you very much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to say is I, I totally understand what Linda is saying. There is a huge assault on motherhood. We're taught not to listen to our instincts, but to listen to what the media and books tell us to do. We yeah. need to listen to our instincts and mother our children. Um, regarding the transgender issue, 
I want to know why people aren't talking about the science as to when children get their hormones to really solidify their sexuality. Right. Why is that not being discussed? Why are we allowing a two-year-old, a six-year-old to determine if they're feeling like or a boy or a girl today? It's as if hormones don't make any difference anymore. We're, we're totally discounting science. At least the left is. The left is completely denying the science of this, the biology of this. And we all learned this in grade school. Thanks a lot, Beth. Appreciate the call. Uh, Ian in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Beth. Hey. Hey, guys. I just want to say, where is the government? Where is the Penn's petition to take these kids away? What do you, you got your kids on drugs for? This is an abomination. You're going against the first of all that God made you. It's very simple. That any doctor, it should be against the law for any doctor to perform an operation and do these things to people because they're psychologically not right. And then people that do go through with that and then want it sewed back on. I mean, these are the problems. These people are, are, are major problem. We got the Cub Scouts, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts. We're not adding the what-if scouts. This is, you know, <laughs> your boy is a boy, he's a boy. If you're five years old, you, you're coming up with this, all this stuff that you want to be a girl. I think this is the parents pushing this stuff, and maybe these kids need to be taken away for, them, for their own safety. Well, they're too... Uh, appreciate the call. Thanks, Ian. They're too busy uh, taking kids out of homeschool uh, homes. If you homeschool, you're more likely to have your child taken away than if you push him into a, a gender transition at four years old. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. Sean Alaska, uh, welcome. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, I, you know, as, as I was saying, I, you know, I'm an ordained minister, and the Bible says you cannot change the Word of God and... You cannot change you. If you change yourself, you are denying God. And that's there's nothing you can do about that. That's the law of God. That's the law of nature in general. But that's the law of God. And we have left God so far in the dust. Oh, yeah. That we don't understand anything that's going on in the world anymore. Yeah. Because we left him. He's still there, <laughs> but we left him and we're not, our religious leaders are not pushing his laws to let us know that he is still there Yeah, <laughs> and it, he hasn't changed. And, and, and because of that, appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Sean. And, and, and because of that, look at the problems we have in our society. The, as we, as we ignore uh, him uh, we just continue to drift further and further away from truth, from common sense, from reason. And the farther we go, the worse it gets. We would have never believed this 15 years ago. You would have never believed. Wait a minute. You're transitioning a four-year-old from a boy to a girl before their home hormones have kicked in, before pu- puberty? What's the matter with you? You'd you'd want them locked up. But now, uh, we just have to accept it in our diverse and inclusive society. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, we can continue this discussion. Uh, we'll get more of your thoughts on it at eight hundred nine hundred 
uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, and uh, got a little Jeffy segment coming up here in a few minutes, too. We're, we're working on getting the steel girders mm. uh, to reinforce the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yesterday, if you if you watch the program, he snapped it in half when he sat down. Uh, so we're, we, we're working to fix that right are now. Sure, we, the cement's dry over there on the floor. <laughs> Hopefully, it will be by the time he gets okay. in. Okay. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on uh-huh. the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 We're going to get back to your calls here in a second on uh, this transgender issue. Uh, I got a little Jeffy segment here. A little yeah. Jeffy time. <laughs> um, somehow, do we have a wide enough angle on that camera to get you oh, in the picture? No. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't even, you couldn't even promote the, the silly, stupid thing. Without talking about, well, we've got to get the extra special couch in here. He likes no, it, Pat. No, no, no. I, didn't say that. I didn't say that. We just needed steel girders to reinforce the couch we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he said. That's right. all he said. Right. That's all right. I said. And then it's, well, we've got a wide enough <laughs> camera. I mean, you heard Hillary earlier this morning. I am looking out for you. We heard Hillary <laughs> earlier this morning reading about how sad it was with her life being yeah. made fun yeah, of. Yeah, and I laughed at her, age. too. Did, did, so. did you did, did you cross paths with her out in the hallway? I did. Uh, yeah. I did. Miss yeah, because I haven't seen the two of you together today. And well, I'm mean, just I'm wondering gonna, if look, you saw she her. Knows that I, I, she knows that I may have been the person that deemed her kanks for a number of years prior yeah, to other yeah. people it's really insensitive <laughs> so, yeah oh yeah so she, she just does not like me what do you have what do you bring to the table here today <clears throat> well did you play the you played the monday night football sideline announcer i have not played him yet oh we've we've got to hear him because sergio you beat up dip. dip yeah sergio dip now you this was his first appearance right <laughs> yeah you beat up the uh, uh the female play, the play best, play what's her face yeah. who, and rex ryan terrible uh, terrible comment oh just horrible. embarrassing and, and tony romo got great reviews mm-hmm. by the way yeah first, i haven't seen one of his broadcasts but i heard he was really good reviews so but the female they were saying that she was the first one to do the nfl i don't think that's true i mean maybe in maybe in she was 25 it, years she was or whatever one? no but i mean that's what was being reported like she was the uh-huh. first female play-by-play announcer or whatever but i don't know but she's bad i think that i think the one lady in tampa gail sirens was the first one she did a buccaneers game yeah but just locally or nationally no i think it was national hmm Anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But this guy, yeah, this is what you get, ESPN, yeah. for you let everybody go and you cut all the corners, right? And then hey, let's go to Sergio Dip uh, down on the <laughs> sideline of NFL Monday Night Football. <laughs> for the Chargers, and here's Sergio Dip. Beth, Coach, it's a pleasure to be with you guys here on the field from up close, just watching Coach Vance Joseph uh-huh. from here. Uh-huh. You watch him now on the screen. Uh-huh. This diversity in his background is helping him a lot tonight. Quarterback at Colorado, defensive yeah. back in the NFL, and here he is having the time of his life. This <laughs> night making his head coaching debut. 
Back to you. Okay. Was right. that Sergio? That's so right. he's talking about the coach, right? Who's yeah. black. And he's talking about the diversity in his life yes. is helping him in the game. Is that what that was? I kind of, you know, I, I, I don't even he, understand what he was trying to say. I and don't I don't know, know that he does either, right? <laughs> he probably doesn't either. There's a guy on the sideline who's different looking than other people, but looks like the same as some people, but not as many people right. as the other people who are different. And he's having fun tonight. And he looks like he's going to smile eventually. I, what? I mean, he wore, he, he announced <laughs> soccer, right? Sergio from uh, from ESPN Mexico or something, I think. Mm. And now they're so asking they're, him to do NFL football I think so. yeah, just I think for diversity purposes. And so he's going to mention diversity, oh right? I mean, that's gosh. what he's there for, oh right? Gosh. So anytime, let's go down to Sergio. I'm looking at the players changing shoes. The and, shoe changers are quite diverse. And then his explanation <laughs> was something like, I got caught up in 9-11 or something. Uh, what? I, I, I think he'd been better off just saying <laughs> that uh, they were, you know, I was hearing noise in my headphones and I didn't know And if that's the case, on. that can really screw you up. Absolutely. That can really, Absolutely. that can mess you up. But even if it wasn't true. Yeah. I'd Sergio, say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. People were talking to me in my headphones. All I heard was echo and background noise from people talking, and it would just completely threw me off. Yeah, that would have been a good explanation yes. of that. It, terrible. I mean, look at look where ESPN oh has gosh. wound up. Right. From the that's time my, when Monday Night point. Football was Al Michaels. That's my point. And, and a great color commentator, and I think it changed over the years. From the time when it was, you know, um, uh, Howard Cosell and and uh frank, uh, gifford. frank gifford and then they started out with dandy don dandy right don there. meredith mm-hmm. and over the years they had quality people yes. in that broadcast booth all the time and now you've got beth whatever and rex ryan and sergio dip <laughs> sorry rex ryan is, wow i don't get rex ryan either i mean he's, he's just, terrible he's, he's supposed to be good because he's, he's not expert yeah well but I'm, you know yeah, he's been an NFL coach, but he that doesn't mean you're going to translate to the broadcast booth. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a difference. And it's only one game. Maybe you know he'll do better. But phew, wow, I, if if I come across that broadcast team, I'm changing the channel. <laughs> I'm not going to sit through <laughs> well, them. I, I usually don't. In defense of that, I mean, I, I very rarely do I listen to the games. You know what I mean? I, I watch mm-hmm. a lot of the games, and I the volume is really low. I can't take a lot of the announcers. And I can pretty much call my own game. I mean, I know what's going on out on the field, mm. amazingly. Do you? Hey, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they're tackling. <laughs> and then you turn it up when there's a questionable call that you're not sure about. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I don't necessarily need the announcers. Yeah. So you know, I'm okay with them putting whoever they want on there. However... In the days of, I don't know, Monday night football and the the elevation of football announcers has be, become this great thing mm-hmm. and now we're left with uh, interns. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I mean, come yeah, on. from Pat Summerall and, and John Madden to Beth and Rex <laughs> and Sergio Dip. Right. Really bad. bad. Really bad. Sad state of affairs at ESPN. Really yes. You know, yes. a sad state of affairs. I mean, they're so politically correct now. They can't get out of their own way in the broadcast booth. They had to lay off a hundred people. They fired all their good people. And now they're left with this. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Good luck. You reap what you sow. 
Yeah. You also talked a little bit earlier about uh, the movie It uh, being out in front uh, in the box office this weekend by a huge margin. I mean, hundred over a hundred million margin. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also found this story uh, fascinating that uh, you know Hollywood has had such a horrible summer, and they've been complaining about uh, how they're not making any money, and it's actually down. I think uh, what do they say? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Seems right. like it was down twenty or twenty five percent, wasn't it? So flawed roll. See, attracting thirteen point two. Oh, that's the website. Because I wanted to say whose fault it was before I got to the uh, how much they've been down. But it is like fifteen to twenty percent. Yeah, it's a lot uh, over over year to year. It's their worst. It's their worst summer in twenty twenty five years. And heaven forbid that they that Hollywood uh, blames it on you know flawed marketing or you know uh, you know bad movies. Netflix. Really Amazon, bad movies. Really bad movies. No. You yeah. know whose fault it is? Whose? Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's that's right. I saw this uh, story. I think uh, I th- one of the uh, Brett Ratner, the director, producer, and film financier at the film festival said, I think it's the destruction of our business. Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. So the 36 people that work at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Have destroyed the, the movie industry. Industry killers. Yeah. I industry mean, killers. Wait a minute. You do the work of 36 movie watchers, so they could just fire that whole staff and hire you, and you can handle the whole workload I mean, of reviewing these movies. Stop it. Yeah, it's stop. it's ridiculous. I love Rotten Tomatoes. It mm-hmm. gives you some general idea. It does idea. give you an idea, and they're I, usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're, yeah, I if, if the critics rate a movie like in the 90 to 95 percentile, I know I'm probably not going to like it because it's too artsy. Mm-hmm. You know, they love the cinematography yeah, or they, yeah. uh, they they love the key grip work on the movie or they're looking for things <laughs> yeah. I'm not looking yes, for. Yes. I just want to be entertained. I find that when the critic rating is about 75% and the audience likes it at about 85%, that's my sweet spot. That's where I usually like the movie. There you go. Yeah. And and that's and since and Hollywood it doesn't make very many of those movies in no. that sweet spot. And I will tell you, this has been a terrible summer for movies. Oh, there's almost nothing I wanted to see, hardly anything. I mean, I liked Wonder Woman, you know, that was good. Uh, and I I'd be hard pressed to name another one. I, liked. I you know I like going. I to liked the- Dunkirk. It was okay. Have you seen it? You still haven't seen it? No. There's a movie out that you haven't seen? Because Whoa. movies, I, movies, I, you know, I like seeing the movies and watching them, mm-hmm. but I don't like leaving my home. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like leaving your couch. I don't sorry. like leaving my home. Is that because you need a crane to get out of it? They get to like take out a wall and crane see, you out of it? I see what Is you that... did there. No, that's not, that's not it at all. That's, that's not it? Oh, okay. I just... Yeah, I guess I misunderstood. There, at one point, <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a perfect chance to read this tweet that comes <laughs> in from a, a, my life. a listener, uh, Stinky. Uh, he, he says that I assume you meant a little Jeffy segment. You got to watch the quotes here. I assume when you talk about a, a little Jeffy segment coming up, mm-hmm. you meant a little Jeffy segment and not a little Jeffy segment. Yes. Okay. Just to clarify. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. At Pat Unleashed, if you'd like to tweet. At the one show. point in my life, it was a goal for me to be craned out of my home, but it's not, it's not a goal anymore. <laughs> when you, you were, were like tipping 400, four bills, that's when you wanted to be craned out. Actually, right? I actually thought I was. Because you, you know, almost let's just go went for the it. other way. Let's just go for it. I'm going to go to 600 now. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Doesn't matter. And then when you get north of 500, then you just round up, you got to get the 1,000. I, I think it was going. a good decision not just to go for going. it. I think it was a good just decision. Just, at, at one point, you just. Feed me chickens and bring me bring me chocolate. Bring me ice cream and 
If just I have, plop if I them to, if I have to go somewhere, and put them on my you know plate what? raw. Yeah, take twenty people and pick me up and haul my ass out of here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I just point out your your lips are quite rosy red today. Why why is that, Jeffy? I'm not feeling well. Oh, mm. I'm not feeling well. It What's happens. going on? Sorry, there? it's just I appreciate you noticing though. They look very I appreciate um, you noticing. Luscious. You know, have you ever wanted to buy a town? No. Uh, like say, uh, hey, there's a city. Let's buy a city for mm. sale. There's a there's a there's a city, Mustang, Texas, hmm. about fifty miles outside of Dallas, Texas. Wow. We could buy for four million bucks. Mustang, Texas. Mustang, Texas. Is, and so, what do you get for your four million? The town, and it, which includes. I mean, you get the fire truck. There's a fire truck. You get the police car. Uh huh. And you get the town. Is there a restaurant? Or are there homes? There used to be a restaurant. Hmm. There's, <laughs> and there are some tax-paying people there. Uh huh. And then you get they have one strong business left. It's an adult business. Really? Yeah, in town, in downtown. Keep that, reading. That. Okay. Uh, Hmm. So, now the one lady that lives there, she paid the overdue water bill, so the town still gets water. Okay. And so you get that. Nice. So you come in and take over Mustang. This doesn't sound like four million worth of town. No, it does not. Do you remember back in the in the eighties when Kim Basinger was really big? She bought a town in Georgia for fourteen million dollars, and then about uh, two years later, they announced that she was out of money and bankrupt, and maybe shouldn't have bought the fourteen million dollar town. Wait, what? Well, there was a big. There's a show on Netflix. A a couple did that, right? The rich guy, the big rich guy. when he had all this money, buys a town, and then he gets uh, taken over by the IRS, and they take everything but the town. So the show on Netflix huh. is them uh, trying to re- get their life back together in the town that they bought. Mm. I don't believe I've seen or heard of that before. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. It's called Up Something Creek. Uh, up Up S-C-H-I-T-Z Creek. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I'll have to look for that. All right, 888-900-3393. Yeah, not a chance you look at that. Uh, it's Pat Gray, Unleashed. You're never going to remember. No, I'm not going to This no, is Pat really Gray, not. the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. Pat Gray on the blaze. Triple eight, nine We've been talking about this uh, transgender phenomenon, which is, you know, we're just all supposed to roll over and play dead. Just accept it. You know, shut your mouth. Sit down and shut up. If you're uncomfortable with uh, men walking into a women's room, you're just a hater. You're just a hater. You're not inclusive and you're not diverse. Let them walk into the, the ladies room. Let them. I don't care if your three-year-old daughter's in there or not. Just let the guy come in. He feels like a woman today, or at least he says he does. Which, by the way, is another issue on this bathroom thing. And it's the it's the real issue to me is heterosexual people who are uh, like cisgender, I guess, right? You just you know who you are and you're fine with your gender, but they pretend to be something else so that they can go into the women's bathroom and and be creeps. <laughs> That's. Isn't that why won't they address that particular issue? We're not even saying that we're afraid of transgender people doing anything. It's the 
it's the other people. It's the creeps. Right. It's the sexual predators that we're concerned with. That it allows them an opportunity to get away with something. Well, I was feeling like a woman that day. That's the only reason I was in there. I wasn't gawking at anybody. How do you combat that if you, if you allow this to happen? Uh, Terry in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just I just had a question for you that I'm trying to wrap my mind around. Uh, my entire life, I have been a problem solver. Okay. And the best the best way to solve a problem is to figure out the problem before it gets to you. Mm-hmm. With our medical advances today say 20 years from now you can be a man and a woman yeah okay i bet you could somebody with some of these people demanding equal rights and i believe in equal rights i was in the military for 20 years i believe in it 110 Mm percent if they become bi-gendered and you can do it surgically Mm mm-hmm are we going to have to create bathrooms and restaurants, uh, rest areas across the nation? For the bi-gendered? Uh, how, how are we going? Yes. how Because they are both. Mm-hmm. How are we going to deal with that situation? You mm-hmm. know, if we don't deal with this situation now, you know, if you give an inch, the left seems to always take a mile. Yeah. You know, enough is never enough. You would probably have to have pretty wide hips to have both to become bi-gendered, wouldn't you? Because there's just not enough room there for... Fair point. I mean, uh, well, that, that's an issue right there, too. We'll have to expand people's hips, I would think, in order to fit everything that needs to go in that area. Uh, appreciate the call, Terry. Thank you. <laughs> Natalie in Utah. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. I have to say, I miss hearing you on the Glenn Beck program, and I sure hope I get to hear some Al Gore impersonations. Oh, yeah. That always makes me laugh and happy. <laughs> Whenever everything else is going wrong, all I have to do is hear you do Al Gore, and I'm happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I wanted to call today about the transgender issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have five kids, and they're getting older, and they have kids at their schools, and one of them has an administrator who is transgender, and this is concerning mm. to me, and I thought, how do I talk to my kids about this and have a conversation where we can talk about being respectful and compassionate but still teach true things? And so it's very simple for me to have a biology lesson with them. And one thing I wish people would talk about more are chromosomes. Um, as far as transgender goes, I believe that's mostly hormone therapy which affects your secondary sexual characteristics, but it is impossible to change if you have an XX chromosome or an XY chromosome. So that's why I'm more on the side of transgenderism being a mental issue. And I feel so bad for those little children who are struggling and have parents that are trying to put their biology in conflict. And that's, that's an interesting aspect of this discussion because even Bill Nye, who is one of the most extreme left-wing morons on the face of the planet, even he, back in the 90s, on his, on his dumb children's show where he pretended to be a scientist, did a whole show on X and Y chromosomes and how you become a boy. And if, if you have the certain chromosomes, you're, you're a boy. And if you have the other one, you're a girl. So now... He says that you're that's fluid and that's different and it's identity and it's it's all about something completely different, uh, not X and Y chromosomes. So 
we've completely denied science now, Natalie. We don't we don't even follow that plan at all. Uh, appreciate the call, Robert. Hi, you're uh, in Ohio. You're on the Blaze. Oh uh, yeah, Pat. Thanks for taking the call. You bet. Um, I just wanted to toss my hat in the ring with the transgender gender transitional mm-hmm. topic, and I really feel like you know we're all familiar with the wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, I feel that's what it kind of is. You know, uh, the definition of a lie is to deceive, to bear false witness, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you know, here we are. We're walking around, and you know, you meet like your potential spouse, and you don't know what they are, what gender they are. You really don't, unless they're completely honest with you. And you know, you're you're really deceiving people when you do that, in, in my opinion. Um, you know, and we find that in you know throughout Scripture, you know that you know that is. As one of the laws that you know is not to be broken is bearing false witness. So I find it that it's a very you know tricky position when you are deceiving people around you, making them believe you know that you are of a different gender. Yeah, because you know, now we can have the full the full transition. Appreciate the call, thanks, Robert. It is, it is a it's it's a tricky uh, situation because if you are a man who identifies as a woman but you haven't had the surgery you're not transgendered right you haven't changed your gender transgender is when you've transitioned from one gender to another you haven't done that if you don't have the surgery you're not taking the hormones you just identify as something aren't you just if you're just dressing as a woman you're a transvestite right isn't that what we isn't that i'm looking at the definition of transvestite right now it's a person typically a man who derives pleasure from dressing in clothes primarily associated with the opposite sex. Synonyms, drag queen, cross-dresser, female impersonator, and so on. Well, that's not transgenderism. You're just dressing up as a woman. You're just... And drag queens, I guess, identify as women during certain performances. So why are we even calling people who haven't had the surgery transgender when they're not? They're just not. So, the, yeah, the whole thing is a tricky situation, and it's really hard to deal with because if you speak about it openly and honestly, you're you're such a bad person and you're hateful and all of that, and we we, we get shouted down. Uh, let's go to Josh in Indiana. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Uh, hi, how's it going? Good. Um, I was thinking it it might just be a coincidence, but it seems as mm-hmm climate change happens and all that stuff and causes terrorism and stuff uh-huh. that so does cross-dressing or transgenderism maybe they're related and if you fix uh climate change you fix that as well <laughs> yes i uh, thank you josh uh he's very on insightful something. he's on to something because well as you mentioned terrorism global warming mm-hmm. Um, uh, the hurricanes, obviously, and all the weather events obviously. are global warming, climate change. Um, poverty is global warming in certain areas. Famine is global warming. Well, of course, trans- the rise in transgenderism, crime, got, crime, got to be global warming. Mm-hmm. Got to be. Uh, Grace in, in South Dakota. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. 
Hi there. How you doing? Um, I am a retired a retired kindergarten teacher for twenty three years, and you know I've observed thousands of kids, and none of them ever. I mean, I've seen little boys that are very gentle in their demeanor, and little girls that are more aggressive, but. That doesn't make them boys or uh, boys girls and girls boys. It just makes a personality, you know. And I just wanted to say, you know, I've I've been subbing in junior highs, and there's a trend among these teenagers to wear like the girls to wear like little cat ear um, barrettes and things in their hair. Mm-hmm. Now, if a kid de- decides they like cats and they pretend to be a cat, should we change their bodies to be cats? I mean. Genetics, the lady from Utah that said genetics, I, that's it. It's genetics. Little boys are born with more testosterone in their brains at birth than girls. And it makes them think um, differently. And it's just a matter of biology. And I don't understand how you can even say you're changing your gender just because you cut off part of your body. It's um, very strange and just so untruthful to children to tell them that they can change their gender when they really can't. They can dress up, they can pretend, they can, you know, disfigure their body, but that doesn't mm-hmm. make them genetically different. So that's my thought. And that, I mean, yes, if you're, appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Grace. If you're, if you're going to talk science and you're going to talk biology, I don't know how you deny that reality because it's just that it's reality it's fact sandy in nevada hi you're on with pat gray hello pat thank you for taking my call sure uh one thing that i've always wondered about having been born a woman and very proud of the fact is what about what when why was the question or why have you never asked the question to a transgender man what about being a woman do they relate to they say i identify as a woman what about a woman do they identify with mm-hmm. i mean can they identify with the hormone changes that a woman goes through monthly can they identify with the hormone change you go through menopause yeah probably not probably not and no matter what you do to them they're not they're not gonna ever experience those things right unless they're actually biologically a woman appreciate the call 888 It's Pat Gray. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Wow, some amazing scenes of destruction from Irma's path of destruction. Uh, it's just really tough in the Florida Keys. Uh, it hit the Florida Keys pretty hard, and 25% of the homes there are destroyed. I believe it was 60% are damaged in some way. Uh, it's just really tragic. There's going to be a lot of people who need a lot of help, and uh, hopefully... They'll, they'll get the help that we need, and we're certainly thinking and praying for them at, at this particular time. And, and, and still going on in Houston, on obviously will be for a really long time. Some have estimated the cleanup there to be 
an eight-year process. And I, I would think that's probably conservative. It's such a huge city with 7 million people in it. And the path of destruction was so wide and so all-encompassing that, I, I mean, I, it's the, the cleanup is just overwhelming. I mean, we thought it was overwhelming in New Orleans. Houston is going to be just horrific. 888-900-3393. Been talking about this transgender thing. There's a, there's a lot going on on that front right now with lawsuits by parents because of their kids. Uh, in in one case, their child is gender expansive, not even transgender. It's gender expansive. Uh, what does that mean? I I, I don't know. <laughs> why, why not, man? What do you? I mean? don't know. You're just expanding your options. Uh-huh. If so, if you feel like a boy, you go out with a girl. If you feel like a girl, you go out with a boy. I'm just expanding my options. Just doubling my chances for a date this weekend. That's oh, all I'm doing. That's I don't, smart. I don't know. That's actually yeah. a good play. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, the <clears throat> the kids at this elementary school, they're six and seven year olds, are confused, and one of them had the audacity to ask the kid, "What's the deal with you wearing dresses? You were a boy last year. Are you well that?" That was offensive, and uh, they should understand. <laughs> so anyway, the parents are suing the school in that instance, and there are, are are many other of these situations. There, there's a 12 year old who actually began the transition to uh, from being a boy to a girl, and did that, started that process, went down that road, <clears throat> taking the hormones. I don't think had the surgery yet, but taking the hormones growing breasts and then said oh wait a minute no 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 I, i'm not a girl i i am a boy uh so now they've had to correct that surgically just unbelievable and and the parents in in these situations i don't really i mean it's got to be tough and and I, again i don't pretend to know all the answers on this it's a really tough subject it's i, I don't understand it i i don't not having any of those feelings or knowing anybody who does or having come across it in in you know in person, I, I don't know. But listening to the tale of Bruce Jenner, who's now Caitlyn, obviously, I you know your heart goes out to him. It really does. I I'd hate to feel that way. So I don't know why that. I don't know what caused it. I don't have those answers. But good golly, we can't be expected to just say okay, whatever you want to do, wherever you want to be, wherever you want to pee is fine with me. No. Uh, Larry, uh, do we already go to Larry? Larry, you're on the uh, Blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Doing good. You know, this, the transgender bathroom issue wasn't even an issue until they made laws about it. Yeah. Transgenders have been going to whatever bathroom they wanted to, and nobody was the wiser. You know, it, it's, it, this wasn't about a guy going into the women's room and peeking over the stalls. This was about the 16-year-old girl who would his parents moved her to a different school district so she could start her life over as a girl. Mm-hmm. She got, you know, a medical clearance from the doctor to not have to dress out for PE so she wouldn't have to out herself. Then suddenly they make laws saying she's got to go into the boys' room and let everybody know that she's transgender when she was just trying to live her life. Is And you're saying that's where all this began? It began when they started passing laws about it. Before yeah. then, nobody even knew what was going on. But I agree that uh, parents changing their child's gender before they're even too young to really know what's going on, mm-hmm. is there's something wrong there. But say 
if it is a mental disorder, what's the proper treatment? If there's a little girl that thinks she's a boy and it's a mental disorder, what is the proper treatment? If you can't find some way to medicate or or some sort of therapy to get her to realize she's a boy, what's wrong with letting her be a boy? Well, I you know, not being a psychologist, I yeah, not being a psychologist, I don't I don't know. I'm not sure of the harm. I I don't I I don't have all these answers. And but and and I appreciate your call and obviously you're you're kind of saying that we're, we've overblown this thing what? and should have left it alone. And uh I I don't know. I you know, as as soon as I'm not sure it's that simple as as Larry was making it that there was a person who just wanted to live their life. There's too many people in this in this scenario who are making a really big deal out of it by suing schools and insisting that they go to bathrooms that don't fit their gender and uh, insisting on the correct pronouns. And if you don't call them the correct pronoun, you're hateful and you're disgusting and you don't belong i I mean there's a lot of that and i wish it was as simple as oh there was just somebody who's confused and they went about their lives and um we should have just left it alone that that's not entirely true in fact it's nowhere near true because there's been a lot of people shouting at the top of their lungs demanding certain things of the rest of us demanding that if I, I'm a man, but I feel like a woman that day I can go into a bathroom. Well, that creates all kinds of situations. And were they happening before? No, but they certainly could now. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm told I have to, you know, six-year-old kids have to use the proper pronoun for a kid who was a boy last year and is a girl now, I, I, I got I to call BS on that. That's just insanity. So it's not entirely overblown by we, the rest of the population, because there's a lot of people making a lot of noise about this for 0.07% of the population. Uh, Mary in North Carolina, where, you know, a lot of this actually did explode. Hi, Hi you're on the blaze. Hi there, Pat. Hello, guys. Um, I'm kind of following up on the, the young lady earlier who said, was talking about chromosomes. So the, the, the word transgender is actually a misnomer mm-hmm. in that case you cannot change your gender you can only change your sexual identity so the word transgender is inappropriate you know and if you're not happy with yourself before how do you know you're going to be happy after well you, you know? don't and and that's that's, right. that's proven out by by the suicide statistics um it, it's um, really tragic it's really sad uh there's a very high percentage that um wind up not happy and and not- they're, they're they're churches where you you can't even be baptized until you're a certain age they call it the age of reason right but they're allowing when i was a little girl i i pretended i was a cat but <laughs> i didn't have a tail sewn on um <clears throat> so and i didn't go through that extreme surgery that cat lady did but um you know you you can never change well never awful permanent word one can really hardly right now change one's true gender you can't splice yeah. new chromosomes into your genome <clears throat> so Very true. saying you're transgender you're just not no matter whether you've had the surgery or not 
Appreciate the call. Thanks, Mary. Uh, Dave in Oklahoma, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How's it going? Doing good. Hey, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much far right. And in my universe, God runs the world and runs everything. And uh, But I'm not a holy Joe, and I'm not preaching to people. I'm just saying that if you're made into a coffee cup, you can't say, no, God, I'm a vase. I'm a plate. You, know, you have to be find out a way to be happy with what you've got. And uh, plain and simple, the people that are saying I'm this when they're not, or I'm that when they're not, they're just sexual deviants. And I'm not talking about the little kids, because those parents that allow their little kids to say, I'm not this, I'm that, well, they're just adding to the confusion and stupidity. Deviation just simply means that, no, this is the way it's supposed to be, but I'm going to do this. And that's just ignorance. And to fall away from, well, you know, if you hold up a puppy pat and you look underneath, it's pretty easy to tell if it's a boy or girl. Now, uh, there's a lot of, oh, emotions and blah, blah, blah. But see, tough love says, no, you're a girl. Tough love says, I don't care what you feel like, you're a boy. Well, and science and get says that. used to it. Yeah, I mean, we can, we can deny science all we want, but science... And biology say that too, right? Uh, if it's a boy, it's a boy, and it's clear. If it's a girl, it's a girl, and that's clear. But uh, the other side of this argument is denying science while they point the finger at us for doing that. Uh, Jeff in Arizona. Hi, you're on The Blaze. Hi, Pat. Congrats on your new show. I'm loving it so far. Thank you. Um, everybody I've heard call in so far has had some really great points. I'd <laughs> like to talk on something just a little different. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin who was born her death, hermaphrodite, you know, with both sets of genitalia. Yeah. Well, at the time, the doctors decide to make my cousin a, a girl. Why did they make, do you, know, do you know what went into that decision? No, sir, I honestly don't. Okay. But now, years later, um, he decides that he is identifies more with the male. And I don't know hmm. where the genetics or science plays into any of this, but I think the doctors did a grave mistake not letting this person grow up the way they were and then make the choice for themselves. Right, so so did they, did they perform some sort of surgery? Yes, they removed the penis. Wow. Yeah. Right there as a baby? Yes, sir. And like I said, all these years later, now my cousin identifies more as a male. And I I don't understand why at the time, like I said, this was 20 some years ago. I can't remember exactly. She's, uh, he's a second cousin and, uh, they just took it upon themselves. Wow. And like I said, you know, all your callers had some really excellent points, Mm -hmm. but the one I didn't hear was like, how does this play in as far as genetics and nature yeah i don't even have that answer yeah but i think it's a really good one to maybe explore a little bit yeah it is uh it's interesting thanks jeff appreciate it i mean i don't that's the hermaphrodite thing is i don't even you don't even know what to do with that i don't know why that happens i don't know how it happens i I don't know what to do about it when it does yeah i don't know that sounds like the parents had a tough 50 50 chance and guessed wrong well i would think could you do some like blood test to find out about hormone levels? 
I mean, you would. On a baby, you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Can you can you find out if there is more estrogen than testosterone, and maybe that's how they determined it? I don't know. I'm also not a doctor, and I don't even play one on the radio or TV, so I don't know. But wow, the hermaphrodite thing. Yeah, that one's above my pay grade too. Beverly in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi there. Hi. Ah, hey, it's great to talk to you. You too. Listen, uh, I'm a 70 year old woman, and even though I feel younger and sound younger, but yeah, you I've lived a full <laughs> life. And uh, when I was growing up in Salt Lake City, I identified as a boy. I had two older brothers, and they got to play football, basketball, uh, baseball. I got Barbie dolls, and I was so bored. And I was hyperactive, and of course, I wanted to be out there with the boys. I didn't like to wear clothes. I'd keep taking my clothes off. My mother would keep <laughs> putting clothes, dresses, keep putting dresses on me. But a funny thing happened when I was about 15. I kind of still identified boys had more fun than girls. Well, hormones kicked in. And more than those hormones kicked in, I was sure glad I'm a girl. I'm kind of a girl now, and I'm a grandmother and happily married. And I just think that these people are crazy who go ahead and do, encourage their kids when they're young. Had my parents encouraged me to be a boy, my life would have been completely different now. Yeah. This is just totally ridiculous. I just, I don't understand it. And to talk about your last caller, uh, I have a friend whose daughter uh, was hermaphrodite, and there are blood tests that they do do when they uh, are born and they have both sexes, and there are blood tests that they do do yeah, to determine what sex, uh, and, and the thing about it is, is a lot of those babies do die. It's, it's a terrible, terrible disease, but some of them survive, like uh, your caller and my friend. And my friend's daughter, she looks like a man because, you know, they took off the male parts, but boy, she's a man in every part except for what they cut off. So, wow. anyway, I just wanted to tell you that, wow. and I think people, and I think they should have let this girl, had she survived, uh, well, kill her teens, but they figured for her, her own health, they had to do the surgery. But you you don't know. Like I say, we aren't God. We don't know what happens. But she just, she looks so much like a man. And I feel so sorry for her because she, she likes girls. And she identifies as a man. But she says, but I like girls. And she has girl parts. So, well, where is this girl's life going to lead her? So... Mm. Anyway, uh, it's great talking to you, and I'm you glad too. I got to voice my opinion. Appreciate that. Appreciate the perspective, Beverly. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. I was just looking up hermaphrodites uh, and how common that is. Uh, it's more common than I thought. I mean, one in two thousand births. That's amazing. One in two. I would have thought it was wow. one in a million, one in a billion, mm-hmm. one in a trillion. No, it is one in two thousand. That's amazing. 
uh, births that are not XX, not XY, one in 1,666 births. Kleinfelter, where you have an XXY chromosome, uh, one in 1,000. Androgen insensitivity syndrome, I don't know what that is, but it's one in 13,000 births. Mm. All of these are more than I would have thought. Uh, So what do you do? What do you do? I, I just would like to have a little more understanding on uh, uh, the other side of our hesitance on this. And uh, maybe you could recognize that when it's a four and five year old child, you don't all of a sudden change their gender before their homo- hormones have kicked in. I mean, that's madness. That's just irresponsible. It's, it's just, it's sheer stupidity. Mm-hmm. Nolan in New York. Hi, you're on the blaze. How you doing today? Good. Good. So I wanted to uh, inform your audience, maybe uh, frustrate them a little bit on uh, how the military's implemented the whole transgender policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what they do is um, you have to go to a doctor, and a doctor will diagnose, say, that you have you know gender dysphoria or whatnot, and then there's a transition period. And now the transition period... Uh, there is no limitation to this time. It could be one day or a couple months. You don't have to have surgery done. Uh, but then you go back to the military with the doctor's approval. Uh, you go into DEERS, which is uh, has all your personal information, male, female. You simply change it to uh, male or female, you know, depending on which uh, sex that you choose to be. Uh, and then that's all you have to do. So when it comes to billeting overseas, uh, you then can... Uh, you know, you'll, if you are male and now you're a female, you're going to uh, bill, it with, uh, fe- bill it with females, and it's all communal bathrooms. So uh, I'm 220 pounds, six foot. Um, I can look like me, talk like me, act like me, still be attracted to women and bill it with women and use the female bathroom still. So uh, in, the the U- in the U.S. military, that's the case. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's the case right now. Uh, wow, that's I amazing. Got, Jeez. I got uh, yelled at for um, disputing it. So the, the whole definition of gender is what's up, you know, gender versus sex and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So the government has taken it on their own hands to decide uh, what gender is. Um, and, and that's where that's where the military is right now. And uh, that, that was of probably five months ago I received that brief. So I don't know if the policies changed since, but yeah. So it, uh, that's correct. And, and it, by the way, is all this? If you decide to go through this process, Nolan, uh, that's paid for by by the taxpayers, right? Oh yeah, you know you're under Tricare, so when you go to the doctor's office, that's paid for. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if the, the surgeries are covered for and uh, the whole Chelsea Manning thing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so. You know, the whole process is, is covered for by taxpayer dollars. Unbelievable. But, uh, what I can't wrap my mind around is that um, I could still be attracted, look like, act like, and still be placed with, you know, the opposite sex. Well, yeah, as long as you would identify with the opposite sex, you're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and what, yeah. And what blows my mind, if I'm in the bathroom and I'm, like, if I'm a female in the bathroom and I'm uncomfortable uh, with a person that looks like a man in there, I'm the one that has to leave and not the person uh, yeah. that's a transgender. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's where um, 
upsets the whole military. So it's not well thought out. It was rushed for political reasons, and now the uh, the commanders have to adjust, and it destroys morale for the troops, which uh, you know it frustrates a lot of people. So wow. Well, thank you for sharing the frustration with us. Now we're all equally frustrated. <laughs> Thanks, Nolan. Jeez, that is unbelievable. And and then we pay for it. That's fantastic. And I mean, if this is destroying the morale of the military, or at least those who know about it and, and those who have paid attention to this, it, isn't that a detriment to our fighting force? I would think so. Uh, Debbie in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Um, I'm an old retired psych nurse. I started in psych nursing in 1985 and got out about five years ago. So I've seen this thing kind of go through the stages as far as psychiatrists are concerned. You know, from a medical point of view, you have chromosomes. And even if you do have the the instances where you have, you know, a little bit of a Mm mix-up, you're still going to be more pronounced one way or another. Right. As far as as, um, transitioning little people, little ones, Mm -hmm. Under the age of 18, at least, it, 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 it's nothing but child abuse. It is, it's, you know, I've seen so many people who had lifelong suicidal ideation, you know, absolute crashing depression. They were never able to do anything with their lives because of dysmorphic disorder, the gender dysmorphic disorder. Right. It, it's. You know, it's not something that I, it, it just, this is so frustrating because I worked with children and adolescents for many years and loved them. And to see parents doing this to their kids. It's unbelievable. Over, it's it, unbelievable. It's just, it's and, and of course, appreciate anyway. the call. Thank you, Debbie. And the left gets upset with us when we say it's child abuse. But how can you look at it any other way? It's impossible when, when you're three. Four. I mean, I've heard of three-year-olds. Parents allowing the three-year-olds to start this transition process. They don't do the surgery yet, usually, but you you can't transition a three-year-old into a new sex. You, you can't do that. It's madness. Uh, you know who else is really strong on this uh, topic is Matt Walsh. And if you've read his articles, you know how good he is. I think we'll try to get him in here and talk mm-hmm. about that tomorrow. Here on The Blaze, Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.